0: All right. Welcome, everyone. We have another very special guest today on vig Free. This is episode number five. We got the man in the myth, Jason Kuntz, owner, founder of OTIA Sports. Brian Rast, of course, is here present. We're going to be chatting. And this is just, again, it's going to be a good old conversation. We have no structure, nothing, but we're just a couple of friends that love sports cards, hanging out, talking. Jason, how are you?
1: What's up, guys? It's good to see you. Love
0: talking with you. Hey, we're here. We're here. First of all, uh, Jason. Before Rast, I'll let you kind of gather your thoughts. Jason, where are you? What's in the background? And are you one v one versus
1: Michael Jordan on a mural? Yeah. So Michigan, late at night. Uh, luckily, uh, you know, Rast didn't oversleep this one, so that's that's good that he's he's able to join us. But yeah, it's it's, it's late. It's Michigan. It's dark. We're uh, we're out in the basketball court. Every kid's dream, obviously. Uh, I woke up a couple years ago and said, you know. Fuck it, let's 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 do this thing. So you know, we built the court. One of my buddies put the uh, the mural up for me. That's uh, unfortunately it's not my body. We can tell it's uh, we used Blake Griffin's body, added my beautiful face, and uh, of course we're we're guarding Michael Jordan. So yeah, we're out we're out in the
0: gym. Very very nice, Rest. What do you got going on there? You got looks like you got some charts in the background. You look like you're crunching numbers. What, do you, what do you, you probably didn't even look at what's on your screen before. If there's something well, valuable, we can restart the podcast. But um, what, nah, what?
2: man, it's just. I haven't been crunching any charts today. This is just the Bitcoin that is my crypto monitor over there that's always in the background in our podcast, but you know I' can take it down and there now we have like a beautiful landscape. I like it you know, I like no it. numbers it's just Bitcoin just up and down every day is it forty two thousand is it thirty eight thousand I don't know how, how are how are punks doing are punks doing good um I mean in f They've been kind of holding, I mean, they're down from the peak, right? I mean, at one point, the, the floor was over 100 F and it's down from that. But, you know, it's been holding like 60 or 70 for a while now. I mean, Ethereum is down a little bit too from the peak. So in U.S. dollars, they're down. But I mean, you know, it's it's up quite a bit from, you know, a year a year ago.
1: We're, yeah, we're, we're, oh, yeah. we're holding that we're holding. So it's okay. Yeah. Just, just hold. Yeah, hold. That,
0: that, that seems to be the model. I got to ask you, Jason, about speaking of markets, crypto, NFTs, all this stuff, where's sports cards right now? Cause we're going to dive in to you are the sports card guy. We're lucky to have you on and, and peg you with questions that you probably answer often, but maybe most people don't know. Tell me about the sports card market what's happening at the moment.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's been kind of wild. Obviously we, we know about the run leading up to COVID there was a massive scare when covid hit nobody knew i guess not even with cards with the whole world like i personally thought the world was going to crash cards were going to crash um and there was a few scary weeks and then boom like the the craziest card boom in history for like the next year everybody got on board um you know once the world kind of started to open up back a little bit everything everything, everything leveled off a little bit um but it's still you know everything was 20 30x what it what it was you know, a few years prior. So I guess once a few people started going back to normal everyday life and realizing like, Holy shit, I bought this card for 15,000. It's worth 200,000. Like the reality check was like, okay, like I can pay off my house or pay off whatever. So some people cashed in the market kind of settled in and that's where we're at right now. I mean, we're still like, I would say like 30 X is now a 10 to 15 X. So, um, Yeah, still super happy like it's it's honestly kind of reminds me of crypto like Bitcoin hit like what sixty some thousand and then everybody panics like it's at 40,000 like oh my god and it's the same thing like to use it a good example a Jordan rookie in a 10 that card peaked at six seven hundred thousand it's down to 300,000 so that sounds like oh my god like that's crashing but really in reality two three years ago that card was 35,000 so overall I think it's super healthy Um, so some crazy news has just happened. Uh, fanatics purchased tops. I don't know if you did. I'm not sure if you knew this. Um, so, so fanatics is going to start producing cards. There's been some people that love, hate this. So like, that's all irrelevant. You know, that's going to get, you know, good and bad, but the, the, the positives that are going to happen from this is fanatics is going to start advertising during the super bowl, during NBA TNT games, like on the score table, you're going to see ESPN and then, tops baseball cards or tops basketball you're gonna be at the super bowl and you're gonna be or you're gonna be watching a commercial there in the super bowl and all of a sudden there's gonna be a, a commercial for trading cards so i think we're gonna see another run-up like once that happens just because a lot more people are gonna get involved and um it's, it's still early like we're bullish long term like five ten years I, i'm excited yeah,
2: yeah. I, i'm just hold on let me before you talk jg let me just say it's like the same thing with punks basically I mean, you know, you go back a year ago and the floor was 20 and Ethereum was not even 2000. So you're talking like, let's say 70 K for a floor punk, right? Probably at like the peak high, whatever you're talking like 4 K times, like it was 450 or 500 K for a punk. And then now it's, you know, it might be, uh, times there it is 170 yeah now it's yeah it's like 200k or whatever or you know 170 because f has gone down i mean you know f probably went down 10 in the in the last 24 hours <laughs> so it's it's down from like 200 to 170 but yeah it's, same thing basically it's like 50 or a little more off peak but it's still up quite a bit from where it was like a year to two years ago
1: yeah yeah what's like comparing cards to nft is a perfect example because You know, if you bought the right cards, it's the same way. It's like, you know, Michael Jordan rookie in a 10 is the same as punks where there's definitely stuff you could have bought that, you know, if you would have bought a really shitty NFT project, you know, those cards, you might have just, you might be down 80%. So it it really depends on what you picked. Like if you bought crypto, apes, uh, VFriend, stuff like that, you're sitting fine long term. If you bought some of these weird NFT projects, you know, it's it's probably not good. So it's the same you know, very similar with, with cards.
0: I want to ask you about your strategy then, you know, you have, you have a massive collection and and you're, I guess we could go to your website and kind of go through some of the stuff. Maybe you could talk to us about some of your favorite stuff and and what you have, but like, is looking back on it, if you could do anything differently, would you, uh, would you say like, Oh, I should just buy all the gem, you know gem min stuff and and the best stuff or is it just part of who you are what you do the diversity offering services offering stuff so people you can get a hold of things like it seems like kind of in a way like oh why wouldn't you just buy bitcoin or ethereum right or why wouldn't you just buy jordan and brady like all only right Like, could you could you maybe talk a little bit of that and do you have any regrets or do you think that that's just the nature of it you're you're just always diversifying
1: yeah i mean it, the cool thing is you can kind of gamble as much as you want to gamble. Right. So like, I, I think it's pretty obvious that the the money you spend on like a Jordan, a Brady, a Babe Ruth, a Jackie Robinson may not have like a hundred X potential short-term, but, but long-term it's going to be a much safer than, you know, like Zion's a perfect example. Like two years ago, Zion was like one of the, they were talking, this guy might be the face of the NBA and still, Hasn't played like I'm his stuff is has dropped a lot, but at some point it's going to become a buy because the risk in the reward will will just make sense. Right. Like I'm actually hoping he just keeps dropping. And then at some point you dump a couple hundred thousand into him. And then if he ends up being what they think he's going to be, you know, you might 30 X. But I also think that he might be the next Greg Oden. And if that's the case, almost any money that you put in right now is is virtually going to go to zero. And it doesn't look like that right now because of all the hype. But at some point, you know, next year there's gonna be a new guy that comes along, whether it's like Bronny Jr. or whoever it may be, and like Zion, if he just doesn't play. So obviously anybody still in the league, there's injury risks and, and it's just a it's a lot of gamble. Um he put on a ton of weight. Luca put on a ton of weight, Luca was playing like shit. Um yeah. so I, I think everybody Luca played himself into shape though. He's yeah, he's falling he, out last I checked, but yeah, he started the season pretty weak. He, right. he looks amazing now. I mean, so like his stuff dipped, it was, it was, I mean, I bought some stuff when it dipped, but overall, I just think, you know, you kind of got to go in before you buy anything and just figure out like, you know, where's my mm-hmm. risk reward. Like for me, it's like 80%, super, super conservative, like the best of the best, because let's face it, like no matter what happens with the economy and the richer getting richer, the poor are getting poorer. So the, like the really top rare one of one type stuff I think is always going to be a desirable and it's kind of always going to keep trickling upwards in my opinion. So,
2: so I, I have a question for you about this with cards with scarcity, right? Cause you're kind of talking about scarcity. Like, you know, I, I'm just letting the viewers at home know I got into cards a bit and, and Koontz was my man. He helped me, uh, you know, piece together a little, little collection. So thank you. Thank you, Jason. But like one of the things I noticed when I was doing it with him, and then I even, I even bought a few things my own on eBay, and I was started to even get into like checking how many of a certain kind, because they'll, they'll say that. It seems like when you go back a certain number of years, not even necessarily to like the 90s or older, but even like guys like Giannis rookies who have been around for almost 10 years, and then, then it obviously is even more when you go back to like 20, 30 years. Uh, maybe cards weren't as popular, so like you go to a the popular kind of rookie, there like aren't that many graded like tens or nines or something. So it's actually something that there's some sort of scarcity. But then, sort of my question is like for newer cards, because cards have blown up, it just seems like you know you go back and like a Luca rookie, there's like you know I don't know, there's like twenty different kinds of prisms and. Like it seems like the numbers there's it's a lot of even like tens and nines because now people are being careful with it. So like how do you buy newer guys? Like it, there's doesn't seem scarcity. Like, how do you approach that problem?
1: Yeah, it's it's a really good question because like, yeah, and when comparing Giannis, so the prism is like the kind of like the staple rookie, and then there's the, the exquisite and national treasure, which is the super rare jersey patch auto numbered in ninety-nine. But as far as the base goes, what like two thousand thirteen Giannis. They they printed fifty times more Luca prisms than they did Giannis, and they printed three times more Zion than they did Luca. So that's hundred and fifty x Zion compared to compared to Giannis of how much was just printed. Um, so that is a major concern, and and a lot of that stuff has dipped a lot because of the new stuff. There's just so much of it out there. So if you really want to invest in like a you know really key stuff, you kind of got to go to the more expensive um, national treasure limited to you know the stuff serial numbered to 99 there's patch autos uh it's expensive though i mean even yeah, like those
0: zions i mean they must have dropped a lot because they, they, that's what i'm saying like it's crazy how much is so could could if zion ends up becoming the face mba with that much supply is it even going to be valuable like the stock zion cards or not like
1: so i'm i'm scared like i think of the prism there's like twenty thousand psa 10s of the zion I mean, so that's a that's lot a, it's it's a crazy number um, and it is scary and I am concerned about it. And I'm actually more concerned going forward with as popular as it is, is that they're going to kind of repeat what they did in the early nineties and print even more this year and next yep. year and next year. Um, I guess, Wait, the hold r- on,
2: before you continue, give a context, like how many prism tens of the Giannis are there and how many tens of like the MJ rookie, just so people know. Yeah. So
1: MJ, there's like, there's 319 tens. Okay. But also, but also here's the difference too. Is is MJ? There's there's one key rookie, so like it's pretty obvious. Like you go in eighty six flare and there's one. When you're talking like John and even more Lucas Zion, there's all these different options. So like you can can on one card and say there's twenty thousand, but there's also like a bunch of other cards to choose from. So I mean, it's it's, so scary it's even like, more really. What, what about yeah. John
0: Morant? Is there less of him?
1: Is his move. no, uh, so it'll people obviously in the beginning, people were grading more Zion, so like it'll it'll with as popular as Jaws Ben. Um, but this is kind of an interesting like, I was actually talking, talking with Josh, uh, Josh Luber, the new uh running the Fanatics division for the trading cards, but he made an interesting point. I don't know if you remember a couple weeks ago, Ja had like this crazy dunk and crazy shot, uh, in, a, in the game. Like, I don't know, do you, do you remember that? Like, he, like he was a it was insane. Yeah. I saw the replay. So the views on that were like 45 or 50 million. It's probably more now. It's the most um, viewed ever clip or something, right? In the it's, NBA? it's got, it's gotta be insane. So, I mean, when, when Josh and I were talking, we, he brought up a good point. He's like, I think we could still be, just be getting started for the fact that if you think there's 45 million basketball fans, um, you know, even if what 1% collect and you're already narrowing it down to like basketball fans, like four 1%, 450, 500,000 of jaw fans. Um, So it, it could go either way. Like it's a lot, but at the same time, like it compares to like, what is it a lot really, you know, like compared to, you know, if we have 15 20 million people around the world collecting cards aggressive aggressively, then no, yeah, it's not a lot.
0: China, China and overseas really hasn't got into it yet. I mean, there's some. I remember those guys when we were at the National at the uh, your booth you had set up. You were there more just flicking buyout, whole booths, which was a fun thing to watch. But then someone came and they scooped your whole Jordans, all your like dollar Jordans. Those guys, they probably did pretty well with that. The last dance came out and they, they uh, probably, they, do you think they
1: 20 x on those dollar cards maybe? They made a killing. Yeah, they just, they came up. I don't even think they asked for a discount. They just came up bought every Jordan we had and. I'm sure they made a fortune off that stuff.
0: Yeah. Um, I got to ask about NFTs. How has NFTs, NBA Top Shot, NFTs in general, they're so rare for soccer cards. How has that impacted the card world negatively, positively up to this point and moving forward? What do you think?
1: So, a year ago or where we're 16 months or wherever we're at now, like nobody knew what an NFT was. And we were on this like rocket ship to the moon. And NFT, in my opinion, was. Like, cards were rocket shipping, and then NFTs came and just punched a hole in the gas tank and, you know, started leaking gas like crazy. And I think a lot of money went into NFTs that probably would have normally went into cards. And although I'm a very strong believer in NFTs, I think 95% of those projects are going to go to zero. And I think a lot of people are going to get burnt. And so it's unfortunate. Some of it's, you know, there's going to be some massive home runs. I'm not an expert in NFTs. I have some, I think I get it. Um, but
2: I mean, I, I like your thesis. I think he, I think what it boils down to it's, it's my way of looking at it. And I believe pretty much the same thing you do, but to like break it down, it would be, it's like any collection has some scarcity because there's only so many of the collection, but there's no scarcity to like the number of collections. And in fact, because it's been blowing up so much, people will just like keep making, you know, collections like, oh, this this new thing and artists because it's not that expensive to do it. Right. And, you know, if the collection does well, you can make a lot of money. So I I think it's like one of those things like, yeah, maybe the amount of cards are blowing up because of that. Does it mean that, you know, the Jordan rookie is going to be worth less? No, doesn't doesn't mean that just because there's a bunch of stuff. It doesn't mean that. And I think it's like a similar analogy to NFTs, like the really popular ones that have achieved some sort of status because people love it, historical importance for NFTs or whatever will have value. But it's like they keep dumping all these projects at some point, like there's just not enough demand for, say, whatever, some other project. So it you know, it won't be worth anything. Uh, so yeah. I, I think that's it.
1: Yeah. Well, and, and I think and here's an interesting thing too. like kind of playing off that is like, you know, like kind of let's just say like the Jordan 10 and CryptoPunks, um, you know, when they get to a crazy level and then people sell and then some people panic and they don't realize that you can't blame people that like if someone bought a CryptoPunk for like one ETH and all of a sudden they're cashing out at 100 ETH. Like and, and same thing with Jordan, like if you bought a Jordan 10 for 20 grand and it gets to like four or five hundred thousand. All those people that paid twenty grand, like they're gonna get, they're gonna just cash out into the money. So the, but the new people buying those, you know, buying the CryptoPunks or buying a Jordan Ten, like they're kind of resetting a floor. So you know, those are people buying, that are investing in this asset now that, like, their cost is you know, let's just say a quarter of a million. It's not twenty grand. So like these people have a new mindset. Like so, there'll be like a, a few months or a six months or a year of like rebalancing. But that person now is like, okay, I'm into this for a quarter of a million. I think this is a million-dollar piece. And, and it just kind of resets this, the floor, even though it's, like, shaky during that process. Um, I don't know yeah. if that makes sense or not. It but makes a lot of
0: sense. I also would say I think one of the biggest underrated things is technology for, for sports cards as well that there are gonna be these new apps and technologies. And I know we have a very good mutual friend that that is into this and there's there's a bunch of them, right? There's probably numerous products like this where you'll be able to, because to part of the problem is like, I use vintage card prices and I have a subscription, but like I'll look it up, I can kind of see the history. I know you're pretty good at knowing the price of cards or whatever, but when you can like scan it, when it's quick, it's easy, it's like a plugin and you can see how much it's worth. You can easily sell and trade and know the, the market. I think that's gonna help a lot. Uh, and I think that, that we're still like, cause I remember again, Beckett as a kid, that was how I looked at my cards, right? That was like once a month, you press yeah. you look at it, you know, and it was okay. like, archaic. It's like using an encyclopedia versus using, um, Google now, uh, that, that type of difference. But it's, it seems like it's only getting better. It, what, what do you think the technology could do for the industry? If it gets, gets, uh, you know, what, what, are what is possible here
1: in the near yeah, future? So, so, so it's funny because I haven't looked at a Beckett in 20 years.
0: You know, those like, might be I'm,
1: worth artifacts too. Are those worth money? Like original Beckett's Are those now, like, a- like magazines in general. Like we get a lot of, we get probably 70 to hundred collection calls a week and 90% of it's total junk. And a lot of people have like old magazines or newspapers, that, that kind that stuff just, just it's bulky and heavy. Nobody wants to display, you know, I can't tell you how many, like I got a whole garage full of sports illustrates. It's like, all right, like, yeah, not interested, but, um, you no, know, like there, there's a couple. There's probably like ten companies right now fighting. It, it actually hurts dealers. Like someone like me, like back twenty years ago at a show, it was really a, it came down to who could calculate quicker. And when you're trying to like buy out an entire booth, you know, you you might catch somebody off guard where they may have a hundred grand worth of stuff, and you say, you know, hey, do you want to leave the show early? I'll give you sixty-five thousand for everything. And all of a sudden, you know, they don't have like instant. You know, pricing at, at their fingertips like they do today, and like I said, it's it's only getting better, and it just kind of makes it, you know, I guess more of even play playing field. To it's good. Like there should there should be, you know, the the information at your fingertips to tell you exactly what stuff's worth, and, and the the more volume, the, the more liquidity will, will help. You know, it'll it'll be nice when you have an asset and you could sell it immediately and not necessarily have to you know wait or take you know. off just to move it quickly makes sense you know
2: you know the uh the um real fast you know that basically the phenomenon or the process that you described I mean I actually think that applies whatever we're talking about cards and nfts but I've used that same logic basically talking about bitcoin and I've even read I think it was like Ben Hunt Or whatever has written an article about how he talks about how Bitcoin's kind of like art or like the the first ultimate NFT in a certain sense. But it's like the same idea, right? Like, because you were asking me on our previous pod, Jeff, right? What the coin rivet one about it. And it's like, oh, hey, we've been in this range. I mean, the way the range ultimately plays out is exactly the process you described, which is in the five digits here, like 30 to 60K, it's cycling hands. Right. And like people say people who have been in Bitcoin for five plus years and bought it for 5000 or 1000 or even earlier, you know, they're going to be like selling some here. Right. But just like you said, people who are buying Bitcoin at like 30, 40, 50 K, like they have a different idea. And like as it cycles, like there's always going to be some stream of people that sell just like the same with cards. But then at some point, if there's anything that causes the demand to rise sooner or later there aren't that many people who really want to sell here anymore and that's when like things go to kind of the next level and it's like that same phenomenon exists uh, you know that's like sort of the way i think about bitcoin long term as well that you're just talking about it's you know it's a very insightful i think price action mechanism but yeah
1: 100, 100, yeah 100 i mean just makes just makes sense I, I think it's weird how people at least in cards and, and this may happen in bitcoin too but like when someone does take money off the table, there's just like there's like this weird like anger. Like I thought you were gonna hold, and it's like I am holding. I'm holding ninety percent, but you know you got to understand. Like hey, if I bought something for three thousand, it's worth three hundred thousand now. Like you can't blame somebody for you know no taking chips off the table and, and you know so it's weird. But
0: well, well, listen, I gotta I gotta ask you because I know this was a thing. And now it's becoming a big thing, grading. You have a company, this is ISA Grading, which is, if you could maybe explain about the grading system, for some that don't know, there are a few uh, kind of, uh, people might recognize PSA, there's a few others. So, so tell me about this. What is this,
1: what's going on with the, your grading site and how does grading work? Yes, yeah, so I, I made a large investment in ISA Grading um, for a, a lot of reasons. But, but ultimately, yeah, the main grading companies are PSA, SGC. Um, but what we noticed during, COVID was the backlogs were crazy. Like currently to submit to PSA, it you know, like they, there's they still have carts from a year to a year and a half ago. So, there was this huge need for people to submit and get stuff back um in a timely manner. Price price for grading has kind of gotten out of control. So, you know, there was there's never an illusion that our stuff will eventually, you know, I guess maybe hopefully one day, but you know, it's not that it's going to bring PSA type numbers, you know, because you know, I don't expect an ISA Jordan 10 to, you know, right now with, you know, bring whatever Jordan 10s worth, quarter of a million. But on cheaper stuff, there's a huge arbitrage in. So a couple of great examples, like, I don't know, Bull Bull for basketball. Uh, he, he went, he was like as hot as could be like a year ago. Manute so Bulls. everybody, I don't Do you remember Bull? Do you know Bull? You, do you guys know Bull Bull?
2: Manute Bull okay. seven, seven, I've three. heard the name. He's Manute
1: Bull's kid. I remember yeah, the yeah. new bowl. Yeah, okay. So so he got super hot last year, and his stuff went from, like, his 10 went from, like, $30 to $400. And wow. everybody was, like, prospecting. So hundreds of thousands of, like, bowl bowl cards went to, maybe not hundreds of thousands, but tens of thousands of bowl bowl cards get sent to PSA. So then the guy falls off the face of the earth, right? So what all these cards, thing? I don't know. He just didn't, I mean, I think he's still in the league, but he never panned out. So all these cards are sitting there. And you still have to pay the 20 to 30, you know, whatever you're grading. And you get these cards back a year later. And you're like, holy shit, what am I going to do with, you know, bowl, bowl cards? The example, Henry Ruggs. Remember Henry Ruggs is Las Vegas wide receiver? Oh, yeah. I know a lot. Yeah, like the stuff was worth whatever. So the, the point is, if you had a grading company, like our turnaround times for ISA are like two to three weeks. So you can, you can prospect. It's great for like baseball rookies, right? Like you don't know. What somebody's going to do in eight months or a year from now. Obviously, the the good stuff you can grade with whoever. Almost like it's it's good to have. Like if you're sending in Kobe's or or Jordans, it doesn't matter if they take a year or whatever. Even though in general it just sucks to have to wait a year to get your cards back. Like nobody wants to wait a year. Um, but when you're gambling and you're you're prospecting, like and you you don't have an, and nobody has. You know, most people don't have unlimited bankrolls, right? So you need to get stuff in and deals, turn it over, get it graded and, and try to make, you might make less than PSA or SGC, but you're able to turn the money over, go buy more stuff and possibly cash out in a peak where, you know, like, let's say a PSA 10 bull bull might've been, you know, 400 bucks or whatever it was. Even if an ISA 10 was half of that 200 bucks and you were able to liquidate and then put it into something else, you know, if, if you're just getting that stuff back now, the card's worth $10. So um, there's a lot of different situations where, where time definitely matters, getting stuff back quickly. And we just saw with, with the way the market's growing, you know, there's so many people coming into the hobby that the grading companies just can't keep up. So there is just a, a, a niche to, to have a number three or number four company. Do you, do you think that that affected
0: a bit the the process that PSA, which was the, the maybe, you know, the most well-known and respected, the process took over a year? Do you think that actually contributed to the, the hobby kind of cooling off a bit or people getting frustrated? Because like, I personally have been very fortunate, I know rest with you as well, like I buy my cards, that I've, the 95% of my cards I've gotten from you and they're graded, right? So like, I don't have to deal with that process, but seeing how tilting that process is of like, you know, I don't crack wax and then send it in, but that like to wait a year. I mean, that's like, that's gotta be a killer (laughs) So like for people to like, Oh, I'm going to like get cards, buy them and out of the packs and then send it in. And it's going to take me a year. It's almost like insane.
1: It's so frustrating to the point where like, I still have stuff in there from, you know, like I'm getting back now from a year and a half ago and I don't even remember what I sent in. Like it it shows up and I'm like, I I didn't even, I don't remember this stuff. Like, I'm like, (laughs) why, why did I send it? Why didn't you know? five grand grading Tyler hero cards. And then I'm like, oh yeah, he was like super hot a year ago. Or I'm looking at some of the shit. I'm just like, what, what was I thinking?
0: Right. But, well, it's not um, what you're thinking. You're just sort of, it doesn't matter what you're thinking. Cause it's like a brand new, it's a brand new. Yeah. It's almost like buying the or Bitcoin today. And then like in a year, it's like when you get to yeah to touch it or do something, you can't decide to whatever. So yeah. it's pretty- No.
2: Yeah. I, for sure. I mean, it's, it's a, it's annoying for just like, a private owner but that type of turnaround time for a a business owner is like a year i mean things can change a lot right like that kind of just eliminates your liquidity your ability to like sell something you know the bull bulls obviously like an amazing example but just a lot of stuff in general i mean you know you could have decided eight months ago like i'm gonna get off this hero stuff but now you forgot you even sent it in, right? So
1: but it, it, might, said, it, but might it might look it, the
0: opposite too, right? There's I mean, there's gotta be some that's sort of gone the other way a little bit.
1: Or not, or I mean yeah, know. I mean I'm sure there has, but it seems like for the most part, like you know, everything that was hot a year ago is is less hot, you know, like Zion was super hot, Jaws. But um, yeah, like I mean, it's still though, like PSA obviously has a huge market and a huge need. Like if you have a super nice Jordan rookie, of course you're gonna pay like it it probably costs anywhere between a thousand. To, you know, because also PSA also charges based off the the value of the card. Oh shit! So if you, yeah, so if you do get a Jordan ten, you know, like it costs you a thousand just to submit it, and then if you end up getting a Jordan ten, they're going to hit you for another twenty five thousand. Wait, if you uh, get a Jordan ten, they charge you twenty five grand? I think it's like ten percent. It's it's ten no, well, percent. Maybe 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 it's capped at ten thousand. Okay. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. So like you'll get it's you know you'll get like after you get the grade so. <laughs>
2: Yeah. But it doesn't it, the crazy thing about that is that they I mean that seems like a really messed up way to do business cuz first it seems like it incentivized them to overgrade cards and that, right because of how much more expensive ones are and and then second like it doesn't affect their cost at all really does it I mean
1: No, yeah, I mean I I don't think they I honestly don't think they grade higher to get the pre like that's to get the the more grading fee value like a lot of yeah. people like that is a major like people bitch about that but I, I don't think they're like oh let's let's grade this card at 10 to get an extra you know whatever um you know their their argument is that you know they're guaranteeing this stuff so they have a, a much higher insurance you know risk you know grading a hundred thousand dollar card versus a, a fifty dollar card so i do get a little bit of the higher fees but it oh, just gets fr- wait explain that what do you mean they're guaranteeing it well, you know, like hypothetically, if they damage it while they're putting it in a holder, you know, like uh, they're, they're, they're required to buy it back. I mean, there's just a lot of weird stuff that goes with it. But ultimately, uh, like it, it, it frustrates the submitter. It frustrates um, everybody involved. Like, you know, you don't want to pay that kind of money to get a card graded. So it is what it is. Accurate, but
0: how, how accurate are those like the grading? Because how many employees they must have? I mean, you, you've created this business. You're getting more inventory. You know, how many people roughly do you know is that public information about work at PSA? Because, I mean, like, it seems like, uh, you know, kind of difficult to, to train yeah. new people that to be able to do, you know, to, to, to tell an eight and a half versus
1: nine or an eight, nine versus. It, it is. They're 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 pretty good. Like, they, I think they have like 125 graders right now. There's, there's some inconsistencies with, like, you know, hiring new people and training them. But obviously, like, before, you know, for 20 years, the main way I made a lot of money was through the inconsistencies of, you know, I would go buy a hundred Jordan nines that were really nice and crack them out. And, you know, maybe of those hundred Jordan nines, one or two of them would be tens. So theoretically, like I may lose, you know, 5,000 in grading fees, but I would make whatever the, the, the difference between a nine and a 10 Jordan was. So, um, but I was one of a few people doing that. You know, you go back 20 years ago I, I could walk around and buy all really nice nine. Like people just automatically assume like, oh, it's a PSA nine. Like that's is what it is for life. You know, I, I understood that, you know, a guy grading a, a card on a Monday, just getting in off the weekend was like, oh, shit. Like, okay, nine, nine versus a guy who, you know, on a Friday or, you know, maybe a guy got lucky with his woman the night before he's in, he comes into the office, he's in a good mood. He's like, oh, fuck, like it's it's a 10. So like yeah. it's, it is, there is a the human element. Now you don't really see like, you know, sevens to tens, but you know, a lot of times you see a really nice nine. If it's regraded several times, like there's a chance it gets a 10 and the difference between nines and tens sometimes, you know, can be 50, a hundred X. So the risk reward was like, the upside was just so huge and the downside was limited. Um, and, and now there's so many people that do that and all those cards forever that existed that were, um, Let's just say they were like a 9.9, even though they only grade, you know, nine and 10, but like a 9.9 still gets a nine. But I, so I would basically try to find cards to in my opinion, look like 9.9s or 9.8s. And I knew if I cracked out all that stuff, like I was going to get some tens and a lot of that stuff doesn't exist anymore because it's all been cracked out and, and tried. And so many people are doing it where it used to just be me and a few people and, you know, what, so that, that that game's over. For the what, most is, part. What,
0: yeah. what is the most expensive? The Honus Wagner, I believe the Arizona Diamondbacks owner owns it. What did he pay? What is it worth today? And what do you think it actually was worth, like, even or before with COVID, sort of, like, at, at the peak peak? So, yeah, what are those two prices?
1: Yeah, so the eight, like, everybody who's owned that card has always made money. I know, like, Gretzky owned that card in the early 90s. And him and the uh, McNeil or Mc, McNull, whoever his name is, they owned the, the Kings together. Um, they paid 450,000 and they flipped it for half a million. Uh, that I mean, that card today is probably worth 30 to 40 million. Really?
0: I thought he bought it for like three, didn't he?
1: Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he, it, it's an insane card. Yeah, PSA. It, wow. it, it's funny if, if you just show, if you look at my social, so there was a three for sale over the summer and a three went for, uh, I don't know, go to, go to the OTA one. It's a super funny video. The, the, um, but there's yeah, there was a three for sale, and I think it went for six point six million. But uh, we we did a funny comedy sketch with it. On no, this? I, I, because
2: this card is like super rare. This it's go to, uh,
1: Instagram, Instagram, go to I, uh, go to my Instagram.
2: This card is super rare. Coons.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so the theory behind it is that there's like twenty seven to forty around, and uh, there's the there's the story that they, that goes around, and then there's the real story the story is that he didn't want his name associated with tobacco because kids saw it. Um, maybe it's not on there. It should be towards the top. It should be a no, go to the top. It should be a video of basically me sprinting away with uh, right, right there with Sam holding. Yeah. Yeah. There it is. Um, yeah. So I think there's 27 to 40 of them that exist and, he, Honus didn't want his name associated with tobacco so he, they they pulled the card the real reason was he didn't he wanted to get paid for, paid more for it um mm. i don't think he gave a shit that the kids you know were going to see him associated with tobacco um so it's just it's it's a super rare card there's three cards in that set that are just like
0: you know <laughs> <laughs> bumped into the guy, too yeah, um, strong. Yeah, so that's okay. That's the story behind it. So the guy wasn't like an, an unbelievable player. Like, he was, no, he, he, was, was, he, was, he was, was,
1: he was a Hall of Famer, like, he's a yeah. great player. But so yeah. it just it's the rarity. Like, I mean, for someone to say that there's, you know, I don't know, let's just say there's 30 of them that, that exist, whatever the number is 30, 40. Um, it's just, yeah, there's not yeah. a lot of them out there. Very
0: interesting. Very, yeah. very interesting. Um, okay, so ISA grading. Uh, and what would be the mo- least amount of money you would send a card in? Um, I, I know I need to get more. Um, what would be like? What would make sense if you if you think your card is a not a ten or whatever a nine and something that's worth like what is the, the minimal amount
1: you would send in a, a value card at for that? Like, it know? honestly it, it depends. Like there's there's people that are trying to trying to make money, and then there's like a, just a collector. We, we have a ton of collectors with uh, with ISA that just love the slab. They want their their uh, their collection all the all, all to be in sync, so they're just happy. Like you know, they get sevens and eights, and they just love having the stuff slapped. Like there's just something about having a card slapped. Yeah, of course. It's right? like it's it's exactly it, it's it's a, you gotta have it if
0: you. I mean, if you want to have it in like a collection, that brings me to my next. Co- okay, how much is it? Hold what? on, wait, real
2: fast before we interruption. Nothing to do it. Coots, what are you drinking? I
1: was drinking we wine, but know. I I I, I fit, so before I got on the call. Oh, sh- uh I, I took, <laughs> uh, t- took a gummy and then me and my wife started to, like, this was the last of the bottle that we finished off. So, uh, so he's all out.
2: I, I'm he's all right. I'm I'm good. Right. She's, she's he's in tapped. the house.
1: I, I'm in the gym. I got, I got like, I'm playing with poker chips that, you know, Ras got me or Jeff got me these amazing, uh, how cool are these? Those are those are nice, man. Those are those are the
0: big oh, ones. Oh, Jeff,
2: you bought them the poker chips? I got them yeah.
0: set. Okay. Yeah, you got the four. We're the plaques. Those are the real
1: thing. No, yeah, we we, up, we, we, gotta... we pull the we pull the plaques off for when when Rast is in town.
0: I love it. I love it. The bigger one. Um well so what is it what is the minimum Listen, cost?
1: Listen, man, I'm, I'm good like... playing I'm good
2: playing cheap stakes poker. Listen, I play poker for all kinds of stakes. I'm, I'm telling playing... you. I listen. I played this game. I was just telling you about the five and ten k limit, one and two k, this two hundred k cap. Okay, man, dude. I played fifteen hundred dollars buying WCP events. I went and played one and two dollar, and one and three dollar a couple times with. uh I'm friends now with this guy, Michelle Pereira. He's a UFC fighter. We we like showed up at the Aria and, and played like a couple hours. Or I you played a home range. game with him once. The
1: rest of your full, full range. Team. We can bust what? it
2: out and play a thirty dollar freeze out. You, me, and Jeff. You know what
1: one, two is the funnest game. Cause like you, you, <laughs> you want to win every, you, the thing is at every level you want to win. It doesn't matter if it's one, two or, if, you know, 500, a thousand. I That's mean, Jeff, Jeff's playing some of our games. They're, they're fun games. We need to yeah. fly you out here. And, it is fun. It is fun. Well, how much does it
0: cost? If I, if you got a card you like and you're going to sign it, what are you going to pay if you just get a slab at an ISA? Like what's the,
1: so, the yeah the, the the best service, like you can pay to have it back in a couple days, but really the best is $20 20 day. And the 20 day service right now is running like 13 business days. Like it's everybody gets their stuff back. We haven't had one person that wasn't like a it, It's been kind of wild. Is there a bulk? Every,
0: like, what if you like ripped wax in a soccer, you know, soccer box and you're just like, I want to get it all slabbed? It's like you're punting money because some of those cards aren't worth much. But like if yeah. you sent in 500 or a thousand cards, is there a
1: discount or not? Yeah, 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 of course. If you send in five hundred or thousand cards, we have a little bit, a little bit of a price break. but you know, honestly material is so expensive these days like it, it costs like between paying the right people like you know i've trained the grading team and you know you got to pay people good money right to to, to grade cards and it's it's kind of tedious work like you're under a lamp eight hours a day in a dark room um you, you need people that you trust so you, you got to pay them real money and material costs are through the roof it's impossible to get stuff here so it, it's just it's it's actually pretty expensive to grade stuff like you know. A lot of people think, oh, like it costs a dollar to grade it. It's just no, like it's, it's expensive with, there's a lot that goes into it. So um, yeah, $20 a card, 20 a day. Yeah, of course, if you have a lot of stuff, uh, we'll, we'll give you a little, little bit of a break.
0: Nice. Very nice. Um, okay. We, we got to talk about the PSPC, the 25K. How often do you think about that? Cause Rast and I both played that tournament. You prove you're better. That's your your uh, hobby than our profession <laughs> it was a it was a mil, it was five million to first there was you final table I
1: think it were i
2: remember this is this is the That's only time kind of I cool. went out to the Bahamas I was there with j g right yeah the the overlay yeah.
1: was was so big like we yeah. had to play and I love tournaments and I would play more and the problem is is I have four kids now and in tournaments like if you bust in the first couple days, it's like super frustrating because, like, the time lost is it's it's a lot of money, yeah. Um, you're also out in Detroit, there's probably not a lot of
2: tournaments that happen there. It would maybe be different if you were like in Vegas, or you could show
1: up and play like a 5k once in a while, you know. Yeah, oh, yeah, for, I wouldn't sure, have too yeah. many there, but yeah, yeah. I mean, the Bahamas was something too, like, it was where. I was in the mindset like I actually talked with we we all know uh, I want to give. we'll give Elliot Rowe a plug right now. But, you know, <laughs> yeah, let's I was go Elliot Elliot Rowe. Just the, the greatest. I talked to him a couple of days ago, actually. He just puts you in such a happy place. I love Elliot. Um, no, like we kind of mentally prepared. Like I, I, I was going to take like a week and just dedicate it to poker. And I was like, if I, 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 I normally book one way tickets everywhere. Like if I go to Vegas and book a one way ticket, I either I could be in Vegas for you know 8 hours or 5 days. So this was the first time that I booked like a, literally a flight a week apart like a, to the Atlantis. So I was like if I bust the first day, I'm just going to enjoy a week vacation at the Atlantis and um I think that was that helped a lot knowing like I was there and just committed and I'm like let's play the best poker we can and see what happens and you know we got lucky a few times.
2: What place did you get? I forget, remind me. Fifth. It's just oh, like, That's okay. Yeah, that's right.
0: And it, and can you got fifth and what you were chip leader? I mean, it, it's a pretty surreal score, seven figure score. You almost didn't go down. And also you got the wrong room initially. I think you dropped the deuce and Kuhn, Jason Coon. <laughs> <laughs> could you
1: could you tell us what happened there? Dude, it's it's just like it's just you can't even make this shit up. It's so funny. Um, I, I remember like I go to check in and I was like checking into the room. And they acted like – they're like, no, no, we, Mr. Kuhn, we, we, we already – I go to give him my license, my credit card. He's like, no, no, we already have everything. I'm like, how can you have everything? And I had another friend with me. So I was like, maybe he checked me in somehow. And he's like – he literally gives me room keys. He's like, you're, you're good to go. Like I didn't give him a credit card. I didn't give him a license. Oh, and
0: wait, wait. He had already
1: checked in or no? I don't know what the deal was. Okay, but but he, the- it, was, it was such a bizarre scenario that I, I, I remember thinking like this can't be right but we had a friend down there. I was just like, okay, maybe he checked me in. And, uh, so I go up to the room and, uh, yeah, I go to the bathroom and it you know was didn't smell pleasant. And so then my, you know, my, our friend, you know, my buddy calls and he's like, Hey, where you, where are you at? And I said, I'm in the room. And he goes, no, you're not. And I was like, wait, he, and you know, he's like, I'm down in the lobby, come down. And, and we sorted it all out. And I actually talked to Jason about like, we laughed it. It was really funny. We laughed about it, but, um yeah, the whole the whole Jason Kuhn, Jason. They Kuhn checked stands. you into the wrong
0: room and you know, Jason Kuhn, a decent poker player. I think that's a understatement of a lifetime great player. You actually outperform all of us and the the real Jason Kuhn uh poker player that you know who's and people are messaging him, I think, right? Like congrats or texting and like you were getting people were like telling him like oh you had a final you know the special 25k anniversary five million first good luck so yeah that was uh, people were buying action on state kings Uh, i think it
1: it was yeah i think it was like the greatest deal in the world um I, i sold a small piece on there just to have like you know some fun the other funny thing is like there's so many good stories about that weekend is we have a mutual friend that's like I won't say his name, but we we know who we're talking about, and this guy is probably the nittiest, tightest person tight in just life, right? Oh yeah. And oh, yeah. And, he, and he gets a piece from you somehow. He gets a piece from Rass, and then he holds off on me because like he thinks there's no there's no <laughs> EV there.
0: And we know him because of you. That's the part.
1: <laughs> and, and then he just then he just goes off on like you guys for just like playing like shit and how you know. Then he tells me this is the greatest thing. Is he tells me that he knows he knew I was going to final table, but he was he didn't want the hundred, whatever the percentage was going to be. He's like, you know, like he just I can't even tell the story because it's so ridiculous. Like, yeah, he didn't <laughs> want to take the money from you. Yeah, but yeah, that's
2: our that's our boy. Um, all right. Uh, yeah, he wanted he wanted to take the money from us, but not
1: from you. you yeah, know? like it was like, and, and he, he didn't understand. Like, he's like, would you trade with Brian or would you trade with Jeff? I'm like, I would trade up to 99.9% of my action with either of these guys. Like, like if we played this tournament out a thousand times, I would trade as much as, as much as they would let me. Right. And, you know, so
0: we got a little swap in there. That was, that was good. You, you, you did well, man, you, you, you showed out for the, for the group. That was, that was a fun sweat, big 5 million up top from 25 K. No joke. Uh, and what is your poker ability these days, Jason, how much poker are you getting to play? Um,
1: we play a pretty fun home game. Uh, like I said, it's just, it, I, I'm at the point now where I, I'd rather just like hang out with friends and play and just enjoy myself. Like I, the, the, the stakes I need to play, it's kind of weird to say it like this, the stakes I need to play to feel a rush. I'm probably not good enough to play in those games unless, unless they're the right, it's the right people. Then, then I feel like I'm okay. But you know, like if I'm sitting with, you know, one of you guys, like that's, you know, for, that's not good for me to play there for 20, 30 hours. So, but at the same time, like for me to go sit and play twenty-five, fifty, and and win or lose, whatever, it's it's not really gonna get excited either. So I'm more than happy just playing a small game with friends and just going on yeah. every hand. I'd much rather just do that.
2: Yeah, and then, I and, found and, and the it, same. I found the same thing. It's like when when you kind of jump down small enough, then at some point it doesn't matter how small it is, and it's almost nice to have it be super small. So you just like super don't care. Not that like say 2550 and you lose 10k or it's like two five and you lose a thousand like there's no material difference to your net worth between 10k and a thousand really but you still feel like wow 10k like i could do yeah. something in real the real world with that as a to harassed like, by
0: your significant that, other you
2: know? <laughs> so like uh yeah and and at some point yeah just playing poker for fun is fun like i've found that myself in the last like five or six months and you know like it's it's fun to just go fired up with the boys or whatever and drink while you play and you know if you feel like running some stupid insane bluff you
1: just do it like of course whatever (laughs) well the truth of course like if if you if you win 30,000 I mean you're happy but like you're just kind of like whatever but if you lose 10k you're like shit that kind of pisses me off where yeah like a smaller game you win or lose thousand bucks you're like whatever like I had or you can rationalize it as just a fun night out, and you know, yeah, it,
2: it, entertainment. I mean, you you know, you you treat everybody to dinner, or you go to a nightclub, or there's a bunch of things where you could be spending hundreds or like a thousand dollars or something.
1: That, that's the Ten. last time, Jeff. Jeff, you asked me. You go. When's the last time you've talked with Brian? And it was at we were at Sushi Samba. Like, was that two like a month or two ago? No, how, how long was that? Uh,
0: World Series oh, so back, November. World
1: Series, yeah, November. Okay,
0: three, four, three so months
1: ago. God, time flies, man.
0: Four months ago, yeah, it's really it does. The way it's almost the World Series again. It's literally like yeah. it's in May. Are you will you play anything this year, Jason?
1: I want to so bad. It's just I can't rationalize like the main event. So I mean, minus the you know the the percentage they take is absurd. But um, obviously, if that's an event you want to win, like or play, that's the one you want to win. But uh, to dedicate that much time, you know, like if you play for six days and you know. I don't want to downplay how much money you know fifty or sixty grand is but if you play for a week or, or nine days and you end up winning you know coming in like eighty eighth place and winning sixty two thousand it's it's kind of frustrating to think like I could have been I could have put in a hundred hours of like of work work um and to it get is, that
0: club it is a big commitment it is you are really yeah. cutting off like uh you know that's why it's tough because like there's a could certain- be the right
2: thing isn't to play the main then could be to come in and pick like a time yeah. when there's a couple other tournaments and you're just like I'm going to play for a week and I'm going to get in however many tournaments I can during this week.
0: Yeah, or, or a 10k you six know.
1: max or something or something fun. Um, yeah. I I was going to fly in and uh and play the the 25k PLO and then something came up last minute. But that that's a fun event. Like I lo- I lo- I yeah. love high low. Um like the 50k for me is like total like horrible bad EV um but if i could run good maybe like I, i'm sure i could compete but i'm definitely not that would be a fun game. that'd be a fun tournament to play
0: yeah you, you, got, the, you... you got that millie locked up you got a millie a uh, little bit of uh poker poker plus to to to, to sprinkle around i mean poker go also rest you you were just there you got i think you chopped that 10k I mean, they have like 10ks going on 25ks at poker go which is like it's fun. It's really nice, and there's like yeah, day event.
2: They have these one days. I mean, there's there's tournaments like this whole month in Vegas. I think there's tournaments right now, but I haven't yeah. I haven't played anything this month.
0: Yeah, there's some some fun. What do you what do you prefer, Jason? If you had the time for two days, would you rather play like a great
2: cash
1: game for a couple of days, or would you rather play a tournament? If I had the time, I'd love to play a tournament. Like yeah. I think tournaments are so much fun and relax. Like so, in the beginning stages of tournaments, it's it's just kind of boring. But like it, it, you until you obviously all both of you guys have been there way more than me, but like the excitement level, you can't really explain to somebody like what it feels like when you're deep in a tournament like it's just it, it's a, the, the, it, it's unexplainable like that thrill is uh, when you're down to you know 50, 27, you know final table, you can't recreate that adrenaline rush um, yeah. Yeah. so like so so money aside like just chasing those, that win is, you know, like, even if I was like a billionaire, I would still just love to play tournaments and, and go to try to win and, and, and that, and have that excitement level. Of I think you're a
0: favorite to be on the circuit at some point, you know, you got a lot of rugrats running around, but once I think everyone's out and you kind of, you know, get, get down, I could see you, I could see you in the high roller series in like 10 years, 15 years,
1: just just mixing it up out there on tour. Once the once once the kids are out of the house, like so, we actually talked about this summer. I'm trying to convince my uh, my wife to rent a house in Vegas for like a month, and she's like, oh. I mean, she hasn't said no, so okay. So it's on the it's on the table. There you go. It's on that the table. Can, you Might set up
0: shop. Set up shop. How hard is it for you to be mobile with what you do? Is there work you could do productively while you're out there? Is it is it kind of difficult?
1: Um. Yeah, I mean I can work from anywhere but yeah, it's it's uh it's it's hard to be away from for that long. I mean, a month would be insane. All right. Hey, I I
2: I oh. want to know at some point because this is actually something that Jason and I talk about quite a bit, but I feel like it's super super necessary and appropriate for our podcast would be discussing the state of the NBA a little bit. You know, <laughs> I
1: think that could be fun. You know we, uh, we, I, I feel like we we've, we've went down like three four hour rabbit holes before yeah we'll yeah no, Jason
2: it. and I have had phone calls for like hours talking about it or whatever we had some back and forth oh who do you you know who do you want to bet on these playoffs or whatever I will say this year has been it's the first year in like six years or something that I didn't do um like fantasy like I've been doing uh Carrie Cass is a little like fantasy NBA and I didn't do it so, I statistically and whatever, I'm not following as closely. I mean, that said, I still know what's going on, kind of. Um, there was a, I mean, the trade deadline was like pretty interesting, I think, it shook up a couple of those teams out east. But, uh, you know, and then there's obviously a bunch of injuries or whatever. But like, so looking at the conferences, who do you think? Because I have Jeff, maybe pull it up, pull up like ESPN, pull up like the standings or whatever so people can see that. Go ahead. Who do you think can non-ridiculously win a title? I kind of do feel like maybe it's more than normal this year, more teams than normal. In a lot of years, it's only a couple, small handful of teams, but who do you – that's definitely not it, Jeff. Oh, no, but it's a playoff I, I,
0: picture. It I, gives I, you the I, records. What do you want to see?
2: I, I oh. have a cr- – Oh, oh, that would be if the playoff started today. Picture, Yeah, which I think ah, is relevant. Okay. Yeah, 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 perfect. All right.
1: So I have a crazy long shot and, and it's, it's obviously not going to hit, but, and, and whenever I run these by, like if, if, if Brian immediately says like, Oh my God, I, I would take your action. Like it scares me because it makes me feel stupid. Um, so for, for, if I say this and he says, I'll immediately take your action, then I feel like it's just totally drawing dead. But what do you think about, <laughs> okay. But like, let's say, what do you think about the Clippers at a hundred to one? If Kawhi and Paul George somehow come back on time?
0: I heard that thrown around the other day.
1: Yeah.
2: So I don't really like, I don't know the specific, specifics of their injury situation, but I mean, yeah, if Paul Kawhi and Paul George are back, you'd have to like that, bet. I don't know what their, I mean, their injury status is. I know they've mostly been out, but I mean, they're a really good team with both Kawhi and Paul
1: George. And, you know, I, 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 from what I hear is, is they're both could be back. and, and obviously, if they don't make the playoffs, like, you know, they're just going to let them rest. But, like, if they sneak into the eighth spot, or the, yeah, I think that's, I think the eighth spot's the only thing they can get. Maybe they can get, I can't quite see the, the thing. What do you mean they could get nine or 10, though? No. Yeah. Oh,
2: yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What that's, what
1: that's what I'm saying. We, yeah. With this new, like, the new setup, is they could easily they call get the play in. It's uh, going to be
2: hard for them to catch a non play in game because right now they're in eighth. They're five games behind the Nuggets, who, are going to be hard to catch, uh, who are in sixth. So I mean they're going to be playing away the whole time, and probably at the bottom there. But yeah, I mean with Kawhi and Paul George back, they sneak in. Can they beat Memphis or Phoenix? I mean, this is so, another I- question. But like, how good do you think Phoenix is? Because they obviously have the best record by a mile. But like, I think a fully healthy Clippers
1: maybe could beat them. I might, I might just be out out so- of touch. But so one, yeah, one of the only reasons I kind of, I mean, obviously like it's a long shot, but the one of the only reasons I like that bet is there's no, to me, there's no like clear cut. Like you said, there's, there's 10 teams that could technically win it. So there's no clear cut, like absolute dominant team. That's just going to come, yeah. come. Like crack. this team so, where it's like, wow, it's just going to be really hard to beat them, giving
2: them home court in a seven game series. Like there's not a team this year where I'm like, Oh wow. You know, for sure. I mean, the, the, Record wise and point differential wise, the strongest candidate is Phoenix. But Dude, I mean, like, I get, I'm not that impressed by Phoenix. But again, like I said, I I don't haven't followed quite as closely. Is, this is
0: LeBron? Is he? Are they out? Like the
1: the the, the Dude, Lakers, the Lakers
2: is, are a fucking
1: they, they mess. Awesome. They're, they're a hot,
2: they're mess. hot mess. Hot mess.
1: Are they? Did which, did I did I hear you say Memphis is the number two spot? They're number what?
2: two. They just passed gold. Well, here, Golden State. I'll say this. Golden State has had a lot of injuries recently. Like Draymond's out. Clay has come back. They've actually done a little worse since Clay's come back because apparently they're working him into the rotation and giving him minutes, and he's actually not quite playing as well. But Clay being healthy, you know, two months from now during the playoffs would be pretty huge for them. So they've just, they've just had had. I looked at their. I mean, they have like half their starters have been injured recently, a bunch of crazy stuff. So Memphis has caught them. Memphis has been playing really well. But um, I don't know. I, like I still kind of think I still kind of like Golden State if they're all healthy by by the playoffs.
1: I, I like Golden State. I, yeah. I I'm a, I have a lot invested in Devin Booker, and like I've been preaching Devin Booker for years, and he still doesn't seem to get the love that I think he deserves. So like Phoenix is definitely for real. Like they're not just like a fluke one seed.
0: Oh yeah. He
1: dates what's her Kendall Jenner, right? Like you would
0: think that that would like put him into like pop. Like why is he not getting love? Like what is he missing?
1: Why why what he's, he's crushing. Like, what's his deal? Why do you think he doesn't I, get- I I don't know, he's got the look too. Like he's got the he's got that pretty hair. He's he just got the look. Oh like wait,
2: I'm not trying to say Phoenix isn't for real, but yeah. if you look at the standings right now, Phoenix is like an eight-game lead off of like the team in second which is basically the miami heat and memphis have about the same record like are they that much better than every other team in the league like my answer would be no they're a really good team they're one of the best teams in the league are they like the clear-cut favorite ahead of everybody i don't know i don't know if i think they are
0: isn't brooklyn that's my point more are they the favorite to win the east i saw i saw that
1: i don't think so I, i was actually i was gonna hit you with a crazy thing that and, and I'm curious to see, because I, I think Ras really knows the NBA. So I'm just going to look for his facial reaction when I say this. I think the Nets are a better team without James Harden. Yeah. That, that, yeah. I think that Listen, good.
2: I actually really love this trade as an NBA fan because I think it kind of makes both teams better. I think Ben Simmons, it's like he almost found one of the few teams in the league where he can compete for a title and it like really makes sense as a guy who – can't shoot and like isn't gonna really create his own shot right because there's like two guys who could who are fucking amazing at that in brooklyn so i mean the team makes you know and actually defensively it almost like unlocks brooklyn they go from being a team that it's like you got kyrie and harden on at the same time to now now the only liability is kyrie and you kind of have both durant and simmons as these like tall guys who can switch and play play good d you know, Simmons especially. So, I actually – it's like Brooklyn could be very good. And Harden makes a lot more sense on Philly, where he's now not one of three scorers. It's like him and Embiid as like the best big little one-two combo in the league now, probably like since Kobe and Shaq or something if they're healthy. Like, you know, it's,
1: I – yeah. It's, a, it's an amazing trade, but I th- I think long-term it just – it's a massive win for Brooklyn. Yeah. I think they, they they picked up a bunch of draft picks. Like – it two gives, two
2: first round picks, right?
1: Yeah. And then you, you have the chance of like the rebirth of Simmons and it frees up KD. You know, t- to me, KD is the best player in the NBA. You know, yeah, eh, he's top. KD, like, he's so good. I mean, there's so many good players, but like, I agree with t- you.
2: I think right now, if you're going to give me one guy on my team fully healthy, I take KD. Now, yeah. if you start to count things like age and injury factors or whatever. You can Giannis? start making an argument for Giannis, but if you're just like one one game, this guy he's healthy. I take KD. Yeah, what about-
0: I, I'm not a huge NBA fan, but I've gotten much more into it this season. I will say, I'm the bubble is actually phenomenal. Some of those games and the the stuff like since then, I feel like it. There's just so many great players. It seems like there's a lot of superstars. Is this? Is this I heard Bill helpful?
2: Simmons said on a recent pod that they're actually like serious about expansion. And that maybe fucking Vegas would get a team. Let's go. Yeah, that'd be, that would be awesome. Yeah. Just
1: getting a team would be incredible. But it's
2: because yeah. of that. There's like a lot of great players. Like the NBA is pretty much as stacked as it's ever been. And
1: yeah. I mean, almost, almost every team, except for the Pistons, um, of course, has like somewhat of a super, <laughs> somewhat of a superstar. So would you put uh, Curry as your number three, right? Like not including age, would you say Curry number three?
2: Man, let me let me who who's like the top? We got we got Luca Jokic. LeBron. We got I mean uh Durant LeBron's numbers.
1: So LeBron does – LeBron like factoring in – like he just doesn't break my top five right now. You He's know, so good
2: yeah, I, I I would put Curry around there. So like I mean Jokic is playing fucking amazing i mean he's just like this team of who the fuck is playing with him in denver and they just win like mm-hmm. if you took Jokic off that team that would suck like ass so yeah, i agree where's our boy I,
0: jamal murray with that you know team? i don't know
2: i maybe maybe i would put Jokic ahead of him today <laughs> yeah jamal murray's not even
1: playing dude I know he's, he's, he's he's, know. he's, he's, he's needling me right now. Cause I have a just, Oh, a, sh- a ton of money invested in Jamal Murray. <laughs>
0: yeah, I, fired into him too. I fired with you on that. So I'm, I'm probably buried. I do What's he worth. Is he, is he, is he, he's not, has he
1: played this season? I stopped looking, but you know, I was telling like the best cards to get are like the national treasures number at 99. I think I have like 30, 33 of the 99 Jamal Murray is like, it's just, it's just tilting.
0: He'll be back. He'll be back. Yeah. Um okay. Well, MBA, fair enough. All right. And Coons, give me your Bitcoin prediction price before the end of 20 uh, the January 1, 2023. Give me your price. Bitcoin and Ethereum. Just threw out a number. Don't give it much thought. Just want to know where your head's at. I like to peg all the guests, see where they're where they're what they're thinking. We'll come January
1: back. January 2023. Yeah, give you a bonus if you're close. Give you a- 86 thousand And Ethereum. If uh
0: Fifty three hundred. Okay, fair enough. All right, we see where they're at now. So you got, you know, there's still a lot of time in the year. It's, a, it's a big, yeah. But fair enough. Okay. Um. Well. Uh, uh, go ahead, Rusty.
2: Jeff, baby, you were like running this like a freight train.
0: I, I I'm trying you to get slow
2: confused. slow the roll,
0: no, my wait, man. It's late. Did yeah.
2: you like you didn't want to let it simmer with the? It's like the five minute in and out. Like
0: you want to go? You want NBA to discussion? The NBA discussion? Like just, just get a taste? 50, NBA.
2: No <laughs> no rubber, just like you know, just <laughs> violated.
1: <laughs> we we didn't even really talk fantasy at all. We talked poker. No, we we yeah. talked cards. We talked. We talked a little bit, not but ending
0: the podcast, I'm just saying, let's move to the next. <laughs> Go, Jason's got a
2: lot of he covers a lot of ground. This guy's a listen. Guy. Jason said he's good for a little while. Are you? you are you busy? You got to put Joseph to sleep. You could you could walk away for a minute yeah. and, Joseph, and you know uh, leave us.
0: Joseph already died. He woke up. He already came. He already did his rule. Yeah. Real number two.
2: Number two's down.
0: Okay. Coons um, oh, fantasy. How are you doing in DFS? I saw a couple big scores this this year. What's going on?
1: Football. I absolutely murdered it, and then basketball. Basketball is, is basketball is impossible to beat. I I, I tried and tried. Um, I, I'm officially taking a break from basketball. Baseball. I'm I'm excited for baseball to start back up. But this was like one of my best football years ever. It, it just, you, you know, like sometimes when you just you're at the table and you just you just know what the guy ha- you just feel it. Yeah. Uh, every week. It, I mean, it was like it was a good run. I don't know. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of luck involved. Do um, so you do
2: fantasy but, fantasy or you do DFS fantasy? You do both?
1: Both. I'm in a really, uh, really big league and uh, it's some, some fun, fun side action. And with a bunch of just total degenerates and then daily too, like daily was good. Um, yeah. Yeah. I have daily. to imagine
2: you're a pretty, you're, I mean, pretty beastly fantasy player.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, are I, you I in get like a there. career
2: fantasy league where you like the keepers you keep guys from year to year or no, you draft every year.
1: No, we, we redraft every year only because in uh, the the one league I play in, it, it's pretty crazy where at least one person every every year gets so tilted and frustrated that, like, at some point in the league, they're like, fuck everybody, I'm not playing next year. And then, like, there's 20 people lined up to take their spot. So, uh, it, you know, it, it, <laughs> I, I'm not going to say who the person was that did it this last year, but uh, uh, I'll tell you guys afterwards. But it, it was hilarious, like the, the outburst. It was, it's a poker pro. You know who it is. That's awesome.
0: And, and which do you? What do you
1: enjoy more? Do you like the daily or the league? Oh, daily is way better because um, I, I ran decent in the league, but I mean, you can get really unlucky in the league, and then you're just sitting there, just getting tortured all year long, and there's not a whole lot you can do about it. And you know, you're kind of captive what you can win. Um, tournaments in 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 daily, like you know, you could put. In, in football, you can win two or three million. In, in and like if you have the right lineup, you can, you know, basketball and baseball, you're pretty much capped like 152. Like if you completely sweep the board in NBA or, or baseball, you can win like 150, 200 grand, which is a lot of money. Um, but it's not, you know, two, three million, which can happen in, in football. So, so if you want to bink, you know, the nuts one weekend, you definitely want to do it in football. Yeah, that's pre- and
0: and you, tell me about some heartbreak and 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 uh, and some 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 beautiful stories too. Give me like your one outers both ways. Have you? I know I've heard I think one for sure where you like lost in a crazy play in the last second like a lot of money. But have you also gotten lucky? What are some
1: of those? Um, I mean, lucky and uh, I guess the in the playoffs the Jimmy Garoppolo uh, Kansas City game everybody just completely stacked Kansas city. And I stacked Jimmy Garoppolo and Debo. And I also had like one or two of the the big players from, from the, from that game from the Kansas city game. Um, But basically I still had a monster week uh, weekend, but if Jimmy Garoppolo, I think he was negative one in the fourth quarter. And if all he did was score, like it it was like every time he threw like 20 yards, I would, I was moving up like a hundred grand. So in the fourth quarter, jimmy does anything it it would have been like the craziest pay it would have been like being at you know going from ninth to eighth seventh um and so i ended up finishing like second third fourth in every tournament and i had a chance if if the guy just drives down and does anything to completely have like one of those uh two million dollar sweeps oh. and i was like I, I was probably a favorite and like the icing on the cake was he you know he throws a pick at the end of the game and like i watched my account go from like plus 178 to plus 94. So it's like a hundred thousand dollar pick. Just sit like that. Like that's, it's, like, it's frustrating. Cause like, cause going into the fourth quarter, I was like, okay, worst case, this is going to be a monster. And I, I have a legitimate shot at a million or 2 million or whatever it was. And then the guy like throws for like 12 yards in the fourth quarter and a pick. So that's, that's pretty, pretty disgusting. Yeah. Um,
0: wow. Rest, what do you think? Fantasy thoughts? You, you don't, you don't do too much DFS, do you?
2: No, I don't, I don't play DFS. I, I, and like I said, this was the first year in a while I haven't even done my re- my regular fantasy league. Nah, but yeah, I mean, I actually just pulled up right now the odds. So there's, there's five teams that are like very close to win like the NBA championship, right? The three teams. So this isn't like pinnacle. This is just some website, odd shark, whatever uh pinnacle actually the odds are down right now i went to them first but so they have phoenix golden state brooklyn plus 450 who do you take
1: out of those that's what i was
0: saying brooklyn is like the favorite man
1: that's crazy guy rass is such an nba fan it's crazy like he just loves the nba
2: actually there's there's two sports i follow the nba and the one i've actually followed a ton in the last year or two is the ufc
1: i love you ufc can i can i book can i book the lake everyone's lakers actions at 20 to 1 that's,
2: oh yeah seems... it's actually 50 to 1 on on this thing oh it's okay. 20 to 1 here yeah okay yeah whatever you're looking at sucks jeff we're not gonna use that one okay <laughs> click on type in nba championship odds and go to odd shark oh yeah like that but go to odd shark don't even put 2022 so okay phoenix golden state brooklyn who do you like out of them who do you pick
1: Far. I oh mean, yeah, this is, a, on this the is arch- t- Yeah. Oh, there we go. Brooklyn. I, I mean, I think Brooklyn. I, I'm going. I'm riding KD if he stays healthy. I'm, I'm going KD. Really?
2: Though the problem with Brooklyn is they're in the playing game right now, and they're going to be they, away.
1: Are they? Is it? Are they really
2: that far out? Oh my god. Although yeah. away might not be that bad for them because of the whole fucking Kyrie mess. Like. Yeah, that like, might get like,
1: fixed though. That should get fixed before.
2: Before the playoffs, I mean, that'll be huge for them. Yeah, I think it does. I mean... Also, you know, Ben Simmons hasn't played a game yet. And they did just wipe the floor with Philly tonight. He should be back soon now. Because now now they don't have to play Philly anymore. So maybe he's going to come back and and play basketball.
1: I'm telling you, Brooklyn's the nuts. Brooklyn is like... They're such a better team without Harden. I I really believe that. Like, you can't have three... It it didn't, it just didn't fit. It didn't flow right. Like it was, it was, it it was like uncomfortable for me watching them because when all three of them are healthy, it was like,
2: well, they were only healthy for like 16 games. True, true. But it was, it was
1: just weird though. Like when they, when they were healthy, like watching, like, it was all like this uncomfortableness of who, who wanted to take the shot. And, you know, like the ball should be in Katie's hands. Like he's, I don't know. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm. I'm. I'm a KD fan. I'm a, can, I hate hard. I'm a Harden hater. So can we
0: can we talk about the Michigan basketball game today? Did I mean, they're up by like 17 in the with 11 minutes left. Did you see any of that? Kunz? Are you following this at all? I,
1: mean, I, that, I that was. Crazy. I turned. I I turned it off. Like, no, I don't want to talk about
0: it. It's one maybe one of the worst losses in Michigan history. I mean, it was. It was literally
1: yeah. So, but you
2: you prefer wow. it. Brooklyn, huh?
1: I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't like him at four fifty, but I mean, like at plus four fifty. But here's I here's like the him. thing:
2: let's say Brooklyn wins; they're playing; they're in the playing game; they win. It's probably going to be hard for them, given injuries and whatever, to get out of the playing spot. But even if they do get out of the playing spot and they get sixth, they're going to have to. Let's say they're sixth; they're they're going to have to beat probably Philly, Milwaukee, and Miami on the road. That's a, that's well. a tough. I mean, that's yeah. It
1: does. It doesn't sound pretty.
0: But no, look at. I mean. To get up to like number, they could easily get up to number.
1: But six. yeah, I mean,
2: maybe they can. Maybe they can just do it. There's still there's still enough games left.
1: Right. Yeah, it's you know what's weird is like this is the first time, and I feel like like since Jordan, where the East used to be like a joke, and the West was always like the the, the crazy, you know, all eight teams were insane. Yeah. And now, and, and remember the NBA in the East, it was like two good teams, and the entire East sucked. And and now like the East is the East is there's a lot of good teams like
2: yeah the, in, in some ways the East is just as deep if not maybe like a little deeper in a, in a way I mean you go you go down like yeah I it's actually it's the the standings have changed a bit I mean if you look at like the play in teams they have a little bit of a better record in the East right the Atlanta Hawks 31 and 34 at 10. Whereas New Orleans is twenty-seven thirty-nine. I don't know. Yeah, the East is the East is filled out some. I mean, some of those teams at the top of the East I are really good. I mean, Milwaukee, the the Sixers, and Brooklyn are. I don't know. Like, are they they're better than the top teams in the West? I mean, what do you what, give me the Lakers? What happened there? Because Westbrook is they're giving them a hard time. But what, I'll tell you what happened, LeBron. Force the trade for Westbrook because apparently the the management wanted to do a deal for like Buddy Heald from Sacramento. But they gave LeBron what he wants. And LeBron is a shitty GM. And Westbrook was like fucking the worst idea for their team. And they're just like the biggest hot mess of all time. Because it's Westbrook bad. can't play defense and he can't shoot. So, like, why the hell? Like, what purpose does he serve on a team with LeBron James? Which pretty much everybody knew at the time, but LeBron did it. And now LeBron, you know they're not very good. And Anthony Davis didn't look that good this year, and he's been injured, which has also been a pretty huge
1: deal for them, right? I he's, believe- been, he's 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 been injured his whole career. Yeah, I mean like yeah. just LeBron. Yeah, it's it's a weird. It's you know it's, it's just it's a weird.
0: Crazy though that they won the title. Like they snuck a title in there. Like LeBron got a title in L. A. If he doesn't have that. You know, like you're looking at a while since he had one, and it'd be kind of weird. But he can kind of, I feel like he can kind of get away with whatever there. And yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's just strange. It's strange to see them struggle
1: that much. But yeah, you know, you, you know, it'd be really fun. This is what we should do. We should, we should do like a draft. Like we'll flip a coin, and the three of us or two, whatever, whoever wants to be part of it. I know, you know, I don't know if Jeff can get away from from South Florida with you know with the kid and the wife, but it'll be hard for me to get away too. But I say we draft. We each get a team, and then we, or we each get a couple teams. And if one of our teams makes it to the finals, they have to buy courtside seats. Or sorry, the other people have to buy courtside seats for the, for whoever's involved. It's easier with two people, obviously, but we could do, we could do it three way. So like okay. we, each, we How, so wait, okay, maybe we do this right now. What what are we doing? I mean, you scare me because you're, you're like you actually know what you're doing but so like we we go first pick like we flip a coin whoever has first pick like so say i have first pick i take i take phoenix like just and yeah. and like i take my teams right and then you 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 pick second i pick third I you pick fourth and if if so let's say phoenix goes and it, like whoever goes the other person has to pay so sure. if yeah. Yeah, so if you if, if Phoenix goes and your team doesn't go, like if, if it's somehow a wash, well, like there's got to be some kind of way to cre- like to gamble on this it's but in a fun gonna be, way where, like
2: it's going to most of the time not the, be The able. problem is it's during the World Series, right? That's the problem oh, for yeah. us. Because Last year was actually the best year because the WSOP happened and and not. Yes, yeah, so you would somewhere. go to
0: a game. You could miss a game or two, uh, or like a few days. Ago yeah, I could I could go
2: to a game. Yeah.
0: We we
1: were yeah we were talking we were trying to figure it out but it, yeah it's like I think if especially if it's yeah if it's Phoenix like it's a. Uh, I'm down to do a fun draft. We could do I'd, it. I, I'd, it'd be fun because like even when you lose, like you're losing as alright. Like you're paying for two tickets instead of one, and you're going to a final like it's rather than just like you know like say give me your bitcoin address or something there's actually like a, something fun behind it
0: yeah that's interesting i'm, I'm in i like that idea you guys have to
2: listen i'll do it with you Koontz, even if jeff doesn't do it i'm in well i didn't that want to speak fun. for jeff cuz i just i just felt like <laughs>
1: i just I mean... didn't think jeff would want to do it but i mean i would definitely
0: I'm not a huge basketball be. fan, but yeah, I mean that'd be a, it's a real sweat. How much are courtside tickets in the finals? Like, they gotta be like pretty expensive tickets, right?
1: I mean, that's the problem. Like, I would almost take Golden State just to hedge against the the price yeah. of having yeah, to pay for that. tickets in Golden State. Exactly. So, like there there is a little bit of a strategy to it.
0: Yeah, because like, if you go to Phoenix, it's probably actually I don't know if that would be there's definitely some examples where To be fair, it's all going to be expensive. you think it makes that big a difference between Golden State and, I mean, obviously, like maybe Charlotte or something? But even then,
2: if it's a team that's less, there's still people. Charlotte
1: ain't making the finals. Don't worry about it. I'm just
0: giving an example of like, you know, I don't know, Cleveland. No, but
1: I think think the ticket, obviously Cleveland would be cheaper, but I think the tickets in Golden State will be double what they would be in Phoenix.
0: That seems high. Let's see, there's, there, I mean, it's, there's not a lot of court seats though. What do you mean? Inventory isn't it just fucking, isn't it just high. Like it would is, be expensive. It, it would be expensive. I
1: mean, it I don't could think
0: be double. Double seems crazy, but um, oh, interesting. I you, like, you think
1: I, you think more? You think more or less? Less. I don't think it's double courtside, Phoenix and Golden State. Uh, it can't be right. I, I, Maybe, I, I think, Maybe I think, I think, I think, I think double or more. Think of them. Think of the like the amount of money in Silicon Valley. Like if people that. People who don't even care about basketball could just go pay a couple hundred grand for a courtside seat and just, and and watch half the game. They eat a hot dog and then leave.
0: I I don't know. know. Phoenix Phoenix is not, they're not, they're not suffering there either, but it's definitely different. I think Memphis would be different. I think Memphis, you would, you'd see a big difference, but you
2: know. Yeah. Phoenix too.
0: Phoenix too, but not quite like, I mean. Anyway, we'll we'll check it out. If you guys do a bet, let me know. Maybe I'll come and sit in the bleachers.
1: <laughs> you know, I'm not. How much? How much are two courtside seats? I think, it, like, I think in Golden State, it, like, it, we might have to like have some, We might have to actually really think about this because I, oh, I don't want. I don't
0: want strategy. If you get the flip, you could. Know
1: yeah. How much are they? It's like 20k for a no, seat. No more. No, I think more in Golden State. Like we're like Memphis, it might be like you know 400 bucks and you know. And a hot dog. That's but, not right, man. Don't remember. But Golden State, wait, Golden State, how much for a courtside seat? 40 today grand, 50 grand, I think. It's for good. one. I think, I, think, I think it could be up to 50. Yeah, I think it could be. Yeah. So, like, we might have to, like, make an exception. Maybe, like, we just suck it up and go row two. Just to.
0: <laughs> just yeah, for maybe. the difference in. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Hey, baby, I lost a bet. I have to spend 100000 to go to, to a take, basketball game. To, to take my, my friend to a game. <laughs> She'd be oh. like, Get the fuck out of here! What are you talking about? I actually, Jason, I want to ask about March
0: Madness. The the game seems kind of crazy right now, basketball wise. Like it seems like there's so much parody. Like, do you have any feelings on that? Because it seems like I I saw there was one, two, three, four, five, and six seeds lost on one day. I mean, that's just like impossible. That's got to be like one in a ten million or something. You mean
1: in in the Big Ten tournament or the no,
0: like on a like two three weeks ago, the number one, two, oh yeah five and six ranked team in the country lost on the same day i mean that's almost oh, it's gotta be impossible yeah. never Yeah, had the
1: open the opening weekend of the of the tournament is probably like the most fun i think i'm gonna be in vegas the second week like the 26th oh, yeah. so okay. i'll be there for round two but round two or oh, round three you're but. gonna
2: be in vegas in in like two weeks then
1: yeah you yeah I'll, we'll, we'll get through. I sh- i'll be here yeah
2: I'll be here. Shoot. This is going to be right before I go uh, do the Triton commentary. JG and I actually are flying to Cyprus, but it's it's right before that. Hopefully. Uh, if I,
0: it, um, what's going on in the world right now? I don't know what's going on. I mean, they,
2: the last two have been canceled. And now there's uh Nothing's there. happening in Cyprus right now. So I know. That's,
1: for, that's That's like too close for comfort, though. I don't know if I'd want to be like, you know, like how... Cl- I'd have to pull up a map, but how close is Cyprus to all the... It's, I mean, going? it's in that region. It's, in there.
2: it's yeah. uh, there's some there's a buffer.
0: There's a buffer. I mean, Cyprus there's is a buffer. buffer. It's just I I just don't yeah I don't know if you want to be
1: flying around over there. That's all I just uh, you know. I mean, I you kind of want to be like when you're playing poker, you don't want like in the back of your mind, you don't want to be I'm, thinking of like. Some I'm crazy
2: not. I'm not worried about it.
0: We're doing commentary, Kuntz. We're not playing, but we in still...
1: Cyprus. Cyprus
2: is not going to be a target, but for Russia or the US, like nobody cares.
0: It could even be. You could argue it could be safer in Cyprus <laughs> than, than anywhere else. That's
2: blah. Uh, right. Wait, me, hold okay. on. So you said you you said you're a UFC fan now. Like, how big a fan? Like, do you watch all the p- pay per view cards? Do you oh, watch yeah, the yeah. fight oh, nights? Yeah. Okay, yes. so you watch uh, just, uh, no, no,
1: just just yeah, just yeah. This card was great. Like, the, yeah, this was. This was free money. Uh, Kobe was free money, in my opinion. But I also know, like the—I actually some, didn't bet that fight.
2: I went two so, for two, but I didn't bet that one. I—I I said if I was going to bet, I was going to bet Kobe. I don't want to lay three to
1: one, but I would have bet Kobe. But I—I I, 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 got—I got it at like minus two eighty. And the only reason I bet it—and I'm not crazy, but I bet it fairly decent—was, and I—I I hate. I absolutely hate laying. Like, I don't mind laying two to one. I don't mind laying like minus. That, that's kind of like my max. Like, I'll do like a minus 210 once in a while. When you get up to a minus 300, it just sucks, right? Well, it's no, it's no
2: sometimes fun. it's worth it.
1: It but is. It depends. Like, but the only reason this time was is, um, is what's his name was he's been in all these card shows. And, and like, I don't know if this is inside information or what, but I've seen this guy. He has been like just living the dream, signing autographs, hanging out, and doing all this like non-training yeah. type shit. Well, the guy
0: waste.
1: Yeah, massive dollars time about it. So, so <clears throat> and he actually he he went way longer. He kept it more competitive than I thought he, uh, than he, I thought it was gonna be.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's semi-inside information. I mean, here's what I'll say. I like Colby in that fight because I think whenever you have somebody who can control the grappling. I mean you got to consider taking that guy. I don't love laying 3 to 1. I mean the fight the the fight I won the most money on on that card was I bet two fights. I won two for two. It was a good card for me. So, I've watched uh Edson Barbosa fight multiple times, but I never watched Bryce Mitchell fight before. Right? The dude for like the the American Cowboy guy.
0: Yeah. yeah. He's, great. He's great. He's great by of, the way. He donated half of his money. Yeah. Yeah, side. yeah.
2: But so then I'm like, ah, let me watch a few other fights. So maybe I'll bet on something else. I watched his last fight where he bought like Feely. Fili- he fought Feely. And I just watched him wrestle where he guts and he doesn't just wrestle with his like upper half. He wrestles with his lower body. He's controlling the legs, like squeezing. And I'm like, okay, like this dude is, is for real. He's good. So I, and he only had to lay, I only had to lay like 170. And I'm like, I mean, Barboza has already shown that. I not that everybody can do what Khabib did, but versus a really top wrestler grappler, like he gets controlled. And also, I kind of feel like guys who kick like their strength is kicking. Like that's not as effective as boxing and stuff to keep wrestlers how, off you. How, how old so is I he bet, now? I bet Bryce Mitchell. Who, Barboza? Bar- yeah. I think he's in his mid-30s. I feel like he's been around for a while. Yeah. But he's not, he's not like super old, but yeah, so I bet that one, and it felt great. like minus 175 on that was good value after watching that fight, I think. And then I, I also bet RDA, because I'm like, this guy's taking this fight on short notice. and then I looked at whatever that guy's Reler, Moicano. He'd, he's never beat anybody who's any good and like good strikers all beat him. And RDA, I mean, RDA usually beats guys who aren't top. Against the top top guys, he loses. And against very good competition, he sometimes wins, sometimes loses. Yeah. And then, but like bad guys, he always beats. And that one was less than minus two hundred two. So I like those bets. And I mean, I like Colby, but it was just like it felt like at minus three hundred, there wasn't like a ton of value. But maybe I'm he, wrong. I don't no, know. No, it, it it was tough. It, like I, I hate
1: pulling the trigger on that, but like literally just just seeing the guy out partying and nightclubs and like literally yeah. just taking pictures, and I, I I thought there was a chance that he gases in the first round. Like I was getting like really worried, because I, I, I was just banking that first round. Like I almost bet first round knockout or second round knockout. But and he, so I was shocked. Like he, they went the distance. He, he like he, he, he stayed up. Like yeah, I was, I was baffled. The fight Same. before that was the fight before that was amazing too. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, who fought bef- That was the RDA fight.
2: Was the RDA the fight? Going, yeah. right? RDA fought Moicano, dude. So here's the crazy thing. Early in the card, there's a fight with Kevin Holland and this like Brazilian cowboy guy, whatever his name is. The ref stops the fight when the cowboy's on the ground. He's in a bad position. He's blocking, and our, and Kevin Holland's like winging elbows in, and the ref stops it, which I would say was on the early side, but not like unreasonable. But here's the thing: the guy's blocking it. In the fight you're talking about, which was amazing, RDA how, how, many, how,
1: how many times should they have stopped that fight? I Dude, mean, was, RDA
2: was ground and pound. The guy's head was bouncing off the canvas like this with no fucking defense. And the ref didn't stop it at third. It's like, how do you stop the one fight but not stop this? That makes no sense.
1: I mean, me. the res- the respect I have. I mean, obviously, the guy lost years off his life. But, like, for him to just keep getting – it was insane. Which I mean, fight? He, which one? This is the RDA Moicano uh, he's talking yeah, about. The co event.
0: Oza? Rast, you know Brazilian names. That's not how you spell Barbosa. They put a Z in it. Did you see that? I was with some Brazilians were telling me that. Did you recognize that? You know what I'm talking about, Barbosa? Yeah, that's not a Brazilian name. There's no Brazilian name with a Z. I think, think he's
1: he is, he is Brazilian. He is,
0: he is Brazilian. Brazilian. And I know that. I, I think he changed his name or something because like it's like a. It's not like how it's not a real spelling. I, I was told by yeah. people, but um, Kunz, I know. We're on the East Coast i hear a bit of a night owl but I do want to I do want to ask before just so we make sure we get this in. Could you explain a bit your story about how you got into sports cards and like tell me a little about your growing up because you started what? At- Jeff, I am going to mm-hmm. literally strangle you.
1: <laughs> what the you're fuck? Asking, you're asking me this now? Okay, why on, wait,
2: why do you cut off a conversation to change the topic? The conversation back. was very natural. Let me talk back. Back about my I'm not my mouth.
0: We can
1: hold on. So so we I added, I'll give I'm gonna give you my quick spiel yeah. in, in under 60 seconds. Yeah. So just like everybody else as a kid, we're all trading baseball cards, right? At eight, nine, ten years old. Like we all did it, and that's why we love it today. Everybody kind of veered off into doing whatever normal shit they did. I just like got super lucky and just and kind of stayed in it and and hit a hit a really major rush with the grading market. So like, even as like okay, quick cool story. Like, you know, 13, 14 years old, my mom is like the greatest in the world. She kind of let me have way more freedom than I probably should have, but like to show how crazy it was at like, I think 14, she drives me down to Toledo, which is like an hour and a half from Michigan. And I meet up with this other card guy and we're, and he's willing to take me to a card show in Boston. So it's, it's like a 17 hour car ride. And he's got his van full of, of all these cards and I look in the van and there's there's the two seats up front which are taken, and then there's a milk crate in the back. So like as a 50, 14 year old kid, I literally sit on a milk crate for a 17 hour car ride <laughs> to go to a show in Boston to make like you know hundred bucks. But I was just like that just shows how addicted I was to, you know, like cards. But you know, and then I got lucky, graded hit, like, you know, made money and Cheers to your to, mom for driving dude, you, Jesus. Oh my mom! She dragged me to shows all the time. Like she was yeah. a hustler. Like, yeah, I, I feel like all entrepreneurs have like that kind of young, you know, you like you kind of yeah. got away with a little more as a kid. But, um, yeah, did well, made money, lost a ton of money, made money, had fun with it, and uh, and we're back. So anyway, back to UFC. Um, okay. Do you, j- j- Brian? Do you know my and Jeff's story about the, we the McGregor Khabib fight? No. Well, well, well tell me. It's the only fight I've been to, but oh, fight. you guys
2: yeah. went to that one? Yeah, we that went was to the an fl-
1: insane one, right? With the so, fight. So we're at the fight. We yeah. both we bet a lot of money in Kabed. Uh Right after the fight's over, it's we're we're not like ringside, but we're close, and but we're we're kind of right where the the walkway is when the people come in, and uh, the fight's over. It's starting to get rowdy. Like it's starting to get rowdy, and all of a sudden, like I feel like this pressure on my shoulder, and like one of these Russians or. Irish guys, whichever one it was, I don't know which side it was, just kind of like springs off of my shoulder and just jumps over onto uh, it. Must it must have been a Russian? He jumps onto a, a, one of the Irish guys, and they're just beating the shit out of each other. And you start to see like the SWAT just comes, just storming in. People are beating the shit out of each other. Me and Jeff are with an NFL lineman who's three hundred and twenty pounds, built like a brick shit house. I look at him and I'm like thinking we're safe. He, and he goes. Let's get the fuck out of here. So, so now, so now we're at the bottom of the, if you've been, you know, T-Mobile, we're at the bottom of the bowl. And you look up and you realize, like, holy shit, like I'm screwed if I don't get out of here. So we just bolted to the front or to the top. And we were sitting at the top and we're watching like SWAT come up. Like, I don't know about you, Jeff, but like that was kind of. Like your stomach, your stomach drops.
0: It could have gone a couple different ways, for sure. Yeah, we were we were ready to roll, but that was that was a great fight. That he hopped out of the ring, the whole thing. Yeah. I was actually
2: playing a poker tournament during that fight. We took a we took a break. We paused it to watch that fight. Uh, I had bet on it. With Coon had also bet on it. So this was like my kind of introduction to UFC in a way, right? That was a super big fight. I wasn't that big of a fan before. I was, but not like big. I But I was on the fish side. I realized that as I'm watching the fight, that my McGregor bet was like burning, lighting money on fire. And I'm like, but then that started changing my whole, like, wow, like how cool is this? Like actually guys who wrestle and grapple, like that's awesome. And you know, started me down this journey, you know, after that fight, I watched like every single one of Khabib's old fights. And I'm like, okay, this guy's like the fucking truth. Like I'm betting on this guy every single fight afterwards. And the crazy thing is actually in his like future fights, the public narrative was like, how can this guy beat Khabib? And somehow you only had to lay like 220 or 280.
1: No, he okay. was minus – so he was, like, minus 175, 180 we got. I, I think we talked – No, to some McGregor pro. was great.
2: But I'm even talking, like, later against Poirier and Gaethje. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, you didn't even have to lay that much. Like, sometimes you get these – you got to lay 300 or more. Like, Khabib was never even over 300 against them. It was, like,
1: great bets. But I, – I, yeah. I remember – I just remember that fight. Like, I I feel like we talked to some pro and was he was trying to explain to us that the, the true odds were, like, Khabib should have been, like, minus 400. But so many fish were—no offense—so many fish were jumping on McGregor that it kept the line down, and he—he's like the value at minus one seventy or one whatever it was at, was so insane. So we were just like, okay, like I, my heart—I'm a huge McGregor fan. I wanted to bet McGregor, and he's like, it's just the most dead money. So we pounded Khabib. Yeah. You know, once Jeff bet Khabib, I was like, there's no way I'm not betting on Khabib because, yeah. you know, he's not gonna—Jeff's yeah. not gonna lose a sporting wager. By the way, speaking – so in like two days,
2: uh, there's a – so this isn't like some huge fight. But um on this UFC fight night, there's this guy. He's uh, – it's his second fight in the UFC, Alex Pereira. Have you heard of him? He's a middleweight. He actually, in, in kickboxing, he was like the glory champion for years. He was actually a two-weight champion – and he beat Izzy twice. He knocked Israel Adesanya out. And he's now a middleweight in the UFC. And he's fighting. It's a pretty interesting fight. The other guy who's fighting only has like one loss in his career. It's the headlining the card. But I'm, I am I watched. So I watched uh, Alex Pereira's one fight in the UFC. Where he knocked the guy out after the guy tried to wrestle with him. He knocked him out in round two. And then I watched like a, like three or four of Bruno Silva. The guy who was fighting last fights. I think I want to lay, I mean, it looks like the it's 190, 162, so the middle is probably like 175. I think I want to lay the 175 on Alex Pereira because it looks like, so Bruno Silva, my understanding from watching these three or four fights is he's a striker, and he's a decent striker. He looks like he's all right, but like Alex Pereira is like a fucking world champion kickboxer who's as good as Israel Adesanya striking. I'm like, will I take Israel Ades- Adesanya quote-unquote striking against a guy who's like a decent good middleweight striker like yeah so I don't know I that's a very simplistic breakdown maybe Bruno Silva will try to wrestle him but like it doesn't seem like he's a great like he's not a wrestler he's a striker so I don't know
0: how much more popular is boxing or UFC than boxing now is
1: it even close do you know Uh Koontz I don't know. Like I used to like boxing, and then when I started watching UFC, like I mean, I've been watching UFC for like eight or nine years, and I, I, I haven't, I haven't gave a shit about boxing ever since. Yeah, um, I, I've watched a few of the publicity stunts, like the the Mayweather fight with with McGregor, the Tyson fight, but other than that, like the Mayweather McGregor fight is the most I've risked on a sports bet.
2: Was laying on Mayweather, yeah, and I pretty- actually feel like a giant. P U S S S Y that I didn't lay more than I did. Like what, what that was, was that? Bet.
0: Six to one, wasn't
2: it? Yeah, but you could get close to the fight. You could get like four. You could lay like four fifty or four. Maybe it depends. Like in a casino,
1: you probably couldn't get that. But yeah, that's like free money. Yeah. Yeah. Free money. Free money's good. Free money bets are good.
2: Yeah, that's the thing. The UFC is just—it's so much more interesting, isn't it? It's like because. You can strike, you can wrestle, you can grapple, you can submit them and everything. I don't know. It's it's like way more uh, fun to uh, think about.
1: I, I mean, I've been to every, you know, I've been to Super Bowls, NBA finals. I've been to every major sporting event you could be at, um, except a, a major soccer match, which we're going to knock out at some point soon. Um, maybe, maybe the World Cup. But I'm telling you, the energy at the arena for like when McGregor and his, you know, his song comes out. Like you get goosebumps. Like to me, that was way more exciting than like a Super Bowl. It, like it just gives you chills. Like, it, was, it was pretty incredible to be at that fight. Like I would, like, I definitely want to go the, the next big UFC fight. I, I want to go.
0: The UFC is wild because really shit can get fucking crazy, right? Like it's real. Like it's not like a game. It's like there's really shit. Something can go down. Like someone can get really hurt. There's people. You know, I mean, happen.
2: you watch these fights and there's times like guys get pretty bloody. Like quite no, a bit of dude. blood.
1: <laughs> like, I mean, how, I, I think, like when you see them get knocked out and then they like get up and like try try starting like a fight with the ref because they have no idea where they're at. Like that's crazy. Like it's just yeah. I mean, it's like modern day gladiator type shit.
2: I mean, yeah, yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, the it's like the mindset. I that's another thing that's cool. It's I like man, listen, I'm I'm <laughs> I watch like the embedded stuff. Like I love trying to see like how's this guy talking about the fight i don't know it's it's fun it's interesting like like you're saying the mindset of a it has to be i mean it's think about it you're getting in there and really it's like you can get hurt like your arm can get broken like things like things can get pretty bad in there in a cage there, like the a lot guys of stuff in. left
0: Right. Because like if the ref yeah. doesn't
2: stop it in the right
0: spot, like guys are going in there to, to, to take you down. I mean, like you, if you're like unprotected. Uh,
1: yeah. You know, I mean, think how many times you've seen you've seen a hit or a strike and you're like, all right, this, this is over. And then all of a sudden, like the shit keeps going and that guy ends up winning. You're like, how the hell did he absorb that? Not get knocked out. And like he came back in the next round and won the fight after like this. It just blows my mind sometimes. It's but yeah. so uh, we, should, we 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 should, yeah we should go to the next fight in Vegas.
2: Um, Yo, I'm 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 down, man. I don't know when the next one in Vegas is gonna be. I mean, I think from a perspective, this last card was probably fun. I, I'd say for a pay-per-view card, it was weaker. I mean, there was no championship fight, but dude, yeah. there's gonna be a really good card. It's not in Vegas in April 9th here. There's two championship fights. Neither of the championship fights are amazing. It's Volkanovski defending against Korean Zombie, which he should probably win. And Peter Yan versus Aljamain Sterling in their rematch, which I think is more interesting than that one, although Yan is a decent favorite. But that also... Dude, have you have you seen... You obviously know who Kamzat is, uh-huh. right? Kamzat's fighting, and he's not just fighting anyone. He's fighting... He's, like, ranked number 11 now. Dude, so, Jeff, Kamzat April, Shemaev April April 9th? Yeah. Kamzat Shemaev is this dude who's, like, from – he's, like, Russian, but he's, like, been living in uh, somewhere in Europe. And he's come in in the UFC, and he's won, like, three or four. He fought, one, he fought at 170. The next week he, like, fought at 185. This is before COVID. He's had one strike – landed on him in like three or four fights. One. And he's fi- finished all the guys in like the first and one guy in the second round. It's like he's just fucking destroyed these guys. It's been crazy. He's now fighting like the number 2 guy at welterweight. Uh what's his name? The Brazilian the Brazilian like jiu-jitsu um he's like a jujitsu master or whatever. Look, Gilbert Burns. He's number 2. So that fight not only has two championship fights, but it's got like to me this is like maybe the most exciting fight on the card is Kamzai getting his first like real test. I mean, if he just like waxes his Gilbert Burns in like a round or two, like okay, man, I'm, I'm already like love this dude, but like I'm officially on the train. Like what, so, if he some- if
1: if he whacks him, we're going to because the, then he'll be on he'll be on the UFC pay per view. Like we'll go. That's where. I actually want to go like when the world calms down a little bit. Like you guys are both uh, married to Brazilian chicks. Like if and they do host major pay per view UFCs in Brazil. Yeah, like, I'm like, sure those to...
2: are wild, dude. Because Brazilians yeah, I,
1: are I, they're, they get after it. I, I'm going to need like, you guys to pull all your favors, get us some like ringside, you know, you know, in What's, Brazil. Speaking
0: yeah. of courtside, what does ringside uh, UFC
1: go for? Though? That's what I'm saying. In Brazil, it might be cheaper. I'm guessing.
0: Well, it's in Rio yeah, yeah it probably so is. Hard.
1: Yeah, it's a good start. <laughs> I mean, risk of death might be higher than like Las Vegas, but you know, it'll there be could, a rush.
0: There could be a real Maybe yeah.
1: if Colby Covington is fighting. Yeah. You
2: know, you know about this Jeff? You Wait, know like, Colby?
0: Well, I know he is. He's, he actually plays at the So he's ball. this guy,
2: so apparently the story is like he he was a UFC fighter. He just like was doing really well. He was even ranked. And they told uh, the guy who owned the gym where he trained at, like, we're going to release him after this fight, win or lose, because he's just not interesting enough. So then he goes into Brazil, and after he wins his fight, like, calls everybody, like, filthy animals. And I'm sure everybody (laughs) wanted to fucking kill him. But, like, now he's just this, like, uh, put on this persona where he, like, amps everything up to a 10. He wears, like, the MAGA hat and just, like, talks all kinds of shit about people's families, everything. It's, like, over the top. Because somebody,
0: you, he wasn't interesting,
1: <laughs> he just
0: pulled. He just went full. full but he
1: went full heel. He did well, the full. That's, heel how, that's how you. That's how you make money, though. I mean, look what McGregor <laughs> did. McGregor's like you know, he's he he's the most like he was so fun to watch. Like before, after, during, the most entertaining guy in my opinion. Like, dude, I, his I wonder,
2: rise was epic.
1: I, I wonder. Like, I don't think he's ever gonna. He's not ever gonna be McGregor again. But I would go to the next fight just 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 for the atmosphere
0: is he, just to see all, it, will he get another big big fight
1: Probably. I think I think there's a chance he's going to get one more like it's tough man because he's just his career he's done but like I think just because of who he is he might get one more um and then he in he like he'll be a big dog and it'll be fun to root for the dog is my guess um cuz
0: how much is that stake if he
1: gets smoked though for him i i, I think that he's already over right now so like he either it's i think people would expect it but he i mean his left his left is so dead deadly that at any any point he could win the fight so like i think even 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 with um kabid i was still worried like Khabib was just totally just messing with them like the whole fight you could tell and i was getting worried because at any moment he could still throw that left hook and just and knock i don't Khabib know out. man
2: once once Thing is, counter gasses. Once he gasses, yeah. the power isn't there. I'll I'll say this is that listen, Connor, if you look at the UFC like top selling pay-per-views, it's like all Connor. Like there's like one that isn't Connor in the top five. Like, so is he gonna get another fight? Like, yeah, if he wants to, of course the UFC will give him something. The problem at this point is that I mean the dude hasn't really been training seriously for years. Now he's coming off like a serious injury where he broke his leg. I mean, dude, if if they fed him to, like, the top guys in that division, I mean, like, honestly, I think his chances against Islam today, Islam Makachev, who I think is the best lightweight, is, like, he's, like, under 10%. Like, he's going to get fucked. He's, like, this guy's, like, the next coming of Khabib. Like, literally, Khabib's in his corner, and he traded with Khabib and his dad since he was, like, a kid. So he's, you know, he's very similar in the fighting style. But even, like, Charles Oliveira, who's the champ, like, I think is a big favorite against Connor. They're... I don't think they're going to just I mean, we'll see the problem is if they give Connor one of these guys, like they could just smoke Connor, and that that like looks pretty bad. It's like way better to have Connor fight someone like Nate Diaz again for the trilogy or whoever, or Jorge Masvidal now. I
1: don't know. It could be a good betting line, a betting opportunity. if they let him come in against one of these guys that I, I think it's less than temper. I think it's like you know, you know like a, a 25 to one shot that Connor beats you know um, Islam. Yeah, yeah, me too. But but like I I could see the 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 spread coming in at like Connor yeah. plus 390 or something stupid. Yeah, <laughs> and then you and, just and, bet a lot on Islam. I agree yeah. 100%. Cuz cuz people won't be able to accept the fact that oh man, look at the price I'm getting on McGregor. You know, yeah. they'll it'll they'll get blinded by the reality that and and then of course we'll we'll lay we'll lay minus 600 and then, you know, Connor will pull a miracle and and you know, upset him but uh, it, you know that would be a fun fight but I agree Diaz would be because Diaz is washed up and old too so well, be, I know like, the
2: UFC wants to make that fight because like they get to run it back and Khabib will this, be in Islam's Corner and all the like footage roll out the Dolly footage and shit, and shit
1: again like yeah would this be McGregor would it be Diaz three or four three they, they, they fought twice already or they fought three times already they fought twice you sure, they haven't fought. The, am I just, okay? Why do I think? Why do I think Connor's up two one? Is it only is, is is it yeah? If it's is it one? It's one one right now, like yeah. Okay.
2: Pretty
0: sure. It's interesting. <sighs> yeah, it's a the the business UFC business is really 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 taken off. I didn't and the, the Brazilian sold it for years ago, right? For they it was a Brazilian thing. And they sold it probably way too cheap, obviously. Like four million, point? four like four million
2: bucks, right? No way. No, the UFC is huge. Actually, what something that's kind of happening with the UFC right now is they've gotten so big. Like you go on, you know they have a deal with ESPN, right? They're they're I mean they're selling quite a bit for all their pay per views. If anything, it's kind of gotten to a place now where that organization's making so much money, it seems like they're kind of underpaying the fighters. Yeah. <laughs> like, the sliders actually it. don't make that much compared to how much it seems like the UFC is probably pulling
1: in today, but yeah, I think Jeff, I think when Dana bought it, I think they paid like four million bucks for it. Wow! Like he was, yeah, you know, he he got he, or it was like four million, or t- it was some like stupid number, and so I mean, we we obviously we can look it up really quick, but I mean, there, yeah, it's a multi 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 billion dollar company now.
2: Holy yeah, shit. like a small UFC, like a. A bad UFC card will sell, like, 400000 at $75 a pop. And, like, a good one will be close to a million. Or, you know, they've had ones over a million. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it's pretty decent. Plus, they have... uh, It's, like, one of the... They sure have... They're getting money from ESPN. Because, like, essentially all the, like, fight nights are shown on ESPN+. Plus and whatever. And I don't know if you have to pay you have to pay for the UFC fight pass
1: I'm probably oh, paying uh, UFC for their fight pass uh, yeah,
0: it's, it's a good business yeah.
1: um, I, I I did get a 10 percent notification on my phone so I, yeah. I would talk to you guys for four hours but we might have to
0: yeah I, wind I down I think rest I've asked a lot of questions we I
2: know Jeff you 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 drive again now now's when you drive Coons only has 10 percent we're winding it down drive Let's us
0: see, I can wind I can take this in and wind this down um all right Coons so uh, Rats, want? is drinking something, Rest is <laughs> off, he's ready to go. Um, all right, Koontz, let me let me think, what are we going to close on? How, give me your give me your 2022 sort of prediction for the sports card market. I want to hear it right here out of the horse's mouth. What's going on? I know you're going to be a little more bullish than normal than, than most, but you, you always shoot me straight. So, what are your thoughts? What's going to be is there going to be a big moment here for the industry?
1: So the only thing I can say is obviously I we have no idea what's going to go on with the world. Um, with that being said, when COVID hit, I thought car, everything crashed and cards went nuts.
0: So I remember I was worried about you mentally. That was you were like, "Oh, dude." You I, mean, were bit, I mean, it's crazy. I mean, it's crazy how unpredictable it is that you're the guy in the industry and you like it's so hard to really know, right? Like you just don't. It's not like you have insider,
1: and you it's just really hard
0: to predict. You know?
1: Well, I mean, looking now, it shows how it actually shows how strong of investment cards exactly. is, are because you know, yeah, I was freaking out because 90% of my net worth was in, is in cardboard. And I, my first thought was in COVID, nobody needs baseball cards. Um, but it just kind of showed that everybody was looking for alternative investments and wanted tangible shit in their hand. And so much real money, institutional money came in. So if, if that can, if a, if we can have a bullish market during something like COVID, yeah, like I'm not really freaked out about anything crazy happening in the world. Yeah, if you would have asked me, like they stopped playing sports. Like they canceled the NBA. If you would have asked me like five years ago, what's the worst thing like you could ever think of to happen in sports cards? I'm like, I don't know. Them stop playing would be really bad. Like that would be the worst thing I could think of. And like that happened and cards went 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 higher. So I don't even know what to th- – I can't answer your question because – I'm lost. I don't even know what to, what to think anymore. Like, you know, if 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 like worst case, it'd be the, the awful. Like if we go to some crazy war. I mean, who the, who knows what's going to happen? Like maybe people are like, oh my god, I want to pull my money out of the stock market and buy baseball cards. Like it seems like the most absurd thing to say, but it kind of happened before. So, um, I don't want to think a year. I want to think like five, ten years down the road. Five to five to ten years, I'm extremely bullish because I think there are going to be a ton more people coming in. I think all the people that are like 25 to 35 years old right now, they're going to start buying back their childhood when they start having more disposable income. Um, So even like stuff like LeBron, you know, like LeBron's a rookie in 03, you know, people that are 20, 25, that grew up watching LeBron the way we grew up watching Jordan, they might not have the money. Um, You know, we can all appreciate how good LeBron is. But they might not have the money to buy LeBron right now, whereas in 5, 10 years, like, they have you know more money, more disposable income. And they're like, you know what? I'm going to pull the trigger and buy a $30,000 LeBron rookie. So I feel the same way about video games. We haven't even talked about this. And we could do a whole other podcast. Like, we, I'm like super bullish on video games, sealed video games. And I, I I made a massive investment in sealed video games. It's really weird. Um, but to me, I think it is so rare to think of a kid getting a super Mario brothers and not opening it. Like I can't even fathom me as a 10 year old or eight year old getting a video game and not opening it like in the car home. So the fact that these still exist and it's like totally random situations, right? Like you you bought it for your kid for Christmas. He ended up being like an asshole in the car ride home. So you didn't give it to him. And then like it got left in the closet and, you know, who knows how and this happens. At some happens, point, but... you have the vision. You have to have the
0: vision yeah. to hold it that it's worthwhile, and and and, and that Jason Kuntz is going to be, going to be scooping it up and then and and flipping it. So yeah, that's a long term play. That's a that's a thirty year thirty uh, year play coming through. All right, last question for me. at no, least. I
2: will I will say this, and Kuntz has said this before, but about what you're saying with cards, is I feel like there's even been a bit of a shift where it's kind of like cards went from a a much more uh, there was a market but like this somewhat more obscure collectible to almost starting to infringe on like hey something that more and more people are like I'm going to show this as like the equivalent of what you would do like with an art piece in your house right like hey instead of putting up this whatever it's I actually have this like signed jersey or you know, like autographed whatever, or this particular rookie card. And it's like, oh yeah, okay. You know, I I feel like that shift has happened a little bit and that's part of all this money coming in, you know?
1: Well, and I joke like 20 years ago and I when I did cards full-time, like people would ask me what I would do and it was almost embarrassing to tell them. Like I would say, oh, I buy and sell baseball cards and they're like, oh, that's cute. Well, what do you do for like a job? Like real money. (laughs) And And it was like, it was embarrassing to say that. And now it's become... So many younger people are doing it and like they look up, they're like, oh, my God, you buy and sell. I should have just owned it. I wish I would have owned it 20 years ago. Like it was something that was like embarrassing. I wasn't proud of it.
0: Poker in that sense where like I think by default, yeah, people don't really take if you play poker seriously until you understand a bit more. Right. And that's not a good example because poker is much bigger niche then
1: no, no but it, it, it's 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 similar in the fact that they're like oh you 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 gamble for a living and you're yeah, like yeah. well kind of not really um yes there's gambling but you know just that immediate uh judge or just like they yeah. just immediately put a label on you like oh you're 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 a degenerate like i guarantee like when you say you do poker for a living like the things that go through people's head is like unlimited of, yeah of, of what you no, are as a person. it's
2: exactly what you said oh oh you gamble and then either the judgment or the, oh, yeah, like, I play the uh, the slots also when I go yeah, into the yeah, casino. I, black, and you're right. like, I love black. <laughs> yeah. Slots and yeah, poker, we're like on the same fucking train, buddy, you and me. You got it.
1: <laughs> I, I can relate, yeah. I, I, I like gambling, too. Exactly. I
2: really love giving the casino 10% edge on every single bet I do. That's exactly why I play poker. It's the exact same thing. We're both risking money in order to win it
0: jason i will say you, you have a nicely positioned camera you're you're, you're yeah. that, that tv screen which is a little confusing i'll say is that that is a projector what's the size of that because if you see that's a basketball hoop under yeah. the
1: rail there so
0: how big wow. is that
1: actual screen yeah our uh, our movie screen in here is like is 22 by 20 feet or something it's it's pretty big wow two the kids uh
2: and so that, that screen up there is just like, you're out here, you're, you're shooting hoops, you're, there's probably a gym there. And then you just put like a game or something up there. Right.
1: Yeah. And actually where I'm at right now, I'm sitting, like we have a really nice poker table set up and like we, you know, up here and so oh, we're great. all playing poker. Yeah. We, we're playing hey. poker. We throw we throw the UFC on there. It's like, it's a 4k HD projector. So when we're watching, it's pretty, you know, and they turn the surround sound in the building. So like, especially during UFC or whatever, it's pretty intense. It, yeah, it's I got to move
2: to Detroit just so I can come to UFC. I live like 25
1: at
0: parents' house. Though. Are you shuffling <laughs> chips there, Kuntz?
1: Yeah, I've got chips in my hand. I got. I'm like, I see you guys, and you guys are degenerate, you know, gamblers, and it just gives me the. I, I might have to go to the casino after this.
2: No, yeah. honestly, for
1: <laughs> uh, the next time Jeff's in town, and we've definitely, we, I know you've been invited in the past, but like maybe um, U of M football when September rolls around. It's a it's a great time of year. We'll get you out on the field. We'll get some fresh air, and then maybe uh, we'll play a nice little one-two game.
0: I love it. That, that lasty is going to be for that. Do you have a basketball up there handy? Because I know you hit the first time I came over. Your first shot, you backboard swished it. I got an Instagram video to prove it. Do you have a ball up there? Could you maybe just? I don't have
1: it? I don't have a ball up here. I don't have a ball up here, but you missed it uh, last week. We have a friend. Uh, our buddy Gary was over here, and I had the, I was sitting in my seat with the ball. And I look at him, and he goes, Coonsie, you can't make that. And I go, what odds do you give me? He goes, I'll give you five to one. I turn, and I hit it. And he takes the $500 ch- and he flings it at me. He's so pissed. He goes, "He goes, you cheated me. You cheated me. And I go, <laughs> I mean, it, it was like, <laughs> I, I wish it was on video. It was the funniest. Everyone was dying for like 20 minutes. Like, from the moment we made the bet to like when I hit the shot, it was like, I was like, bet, bet, lock. And then I just shot it, and it just switched. First shot, five to one. And oh my god it, he was so have, pissed
0: you gotta have a nest in there like a camera on the court like some for some reason. i do i mean yeah there's cameras everywhere in
1: here so i could i could definitely go back and find it i need
0: yeah, to you might have to catch, catch video all right well listen that's that's it question wise on my end Rusty, what do you got you have one more i don't we can't go rabbit hole but we're almost at two hours on the nose if you want to just take listen it. jeff
2: we already know this about me i'm a horrible question on the spot guy i'm only like all right, conversation I got one. in the flow. Progress.
0: All right, last question for real, because we'll just take it right to two hours since we're almost there and we're setting milestones on Big Free. This is a lot. This is late, Fred. We're recording. This is almost it's past midnight Eastern. Jason, we appreciate. We you we
1: might have time. to we might have to cut like the basketball, like the twenty minutes of us talking about our basketball battle because like. We we two hours is a lot of time for people to listen to. So
0: it is. I mean you're it, it is a lot. You got yeah, if we cut out UFC and No, man, we can't
1: it. cut anything out. The people want all
2: of it. The people yeah, love you. Past the past the people are here for you, Koontz. It's you know, we're the just giving people filtering give the people what they want.
0: You got it right. All right, last question. How do you store what's the best way if you own sports cards to show? Because everyone, the majority have it in the, in a uh, safe or they have it somewhere. Like, what's a good way? And is there maybe something that – because I'll say this. A very good friend of mine for NFTs, you know, like, I had never seen it. I heard about it. Like, they had this thing they put on the wall, and it cycles through. So, like, is there there a good option to show and and more so enjoy your own collection? It's not a risk. What do you suggest? Because this is a problem I have with sports cards. This is an actual problem.
1: Yeah, it's a big – I mean, honestly, the best way is is a safety deposit box. And then when you have somebody coming in town – and it it sucks, but, I mean, like – my bank is, you know, 12 minutes away. If somebody's coming into town, I know they want to check a bunch of stuff out. You know, I'll stop by that day and, and go through, um, the safety, you know, but honestly, safety deposit box, there's also like, um, and then there's another place I store cards at. Cause I have, I have a lot of stuff. Um, it's about a half hour away. Uh, it's like almost like a vault. They, they store other collectibles. Uh, most people don't have the collection size that I do. So you should be able to get away with like a one or two big safety deposit boxes, um, but yeah, in every major city. That's what I'm
0: saying. Like you know, it's like you got some buddies in town, or you just want to enjoy in your office, but you can't really just like leave it out because you have you know whatever. People, it's just like it's difficult because I think that's one of the that's a that seems like a real issue though. That's all I'm saying because for me, yeah, I mean, it's sort of, it's annoying. Like okay, you own all this stuff and you put it in the thing or whatever. You know, I don't know. I just seems like well, the, that's that's sort of NFT addresses, right? That's kind of one of the. It's, like
1: it, it's it's a bonus of NFT. Honestly, like the stuff that I have as an investment is different than the stuff that I enjoy looking at. So luckily, the stuff I enjoy looking at, you know, might be you know framed up thousand dollar, five hundred dollar. Where you know it's not the end of the world. Like you got that badass Tyson thing on your on your wall. Um, you know, it's not the most valuable thing in the world, but it's like one of the coolest pieces. You know, so
2: yeah,
1: yeah. So investment stuff, I don't mind keeping it at say in a safety deposit box um every few months like i'll check out the stuff take some pictures bring it home if, I, if we're filming something for content get get the zoom into that tight there you go Wait, um, yeah there's
0: a, yeah, there's a, there are a couple tickets up there you got me into the ticket game those are i like, love
1: I, I love tickets so um yeah yeah like we like, you know if you buy some cool stuff for the wall like jerseys uh framed up you know like, yeah but the really really good stuff you got to keep keep locked up
0: All right, we did it. We made two hours minus 74 minutes of UFC and NBA. Which, if you enjoy that, that'll be a very, you know, this will be big. If not, oh, then you no, can definitely no, get four minutes. It was, it was a lot, but it's great. It's the, all good. The, right?
1: Look, Rass is giving the look right now of, I want to go for three hours. That's <laughs> yeah. the look he's given us. He's given us the I want to go for three hour look. I would. It
2: sounds like Koontz is going to run out of battery. I got a third beer that's actually twice as strong as the last two I drank. So it's almost like having four. You and really I held really off weird. because it, we're about to quit right now.
0: Yeah. But listen, I would do it. Well, I'm listen, an animal. Rest. This is a journey. This is episode five of Big Free. Was a Listen, very Coots is going
1: to be a repeat guest.
2: guest.
0: If they came okay. up with this repeat. he'll be back.
1: Yeah. i am happy to chat i mean we, it's the funny thing is we is we do this anyway so why not record yeah, it like exactly sort of how this
0: that's the exact uh this mindset. is
1: just that's exactly, yeah this that's, is just, this yeah. is just another tuesday for us or this whatever. is an excuse to get <laughs> two Thursday. hours
2: of your time bro that, that's exactly what it is there's no podcast that's we're just we, 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 we made <laughs> I, that up
0: well no, to be fair, Rast and I have done that. We recorded once and we forgot to hit. Well, the, the mic was messed up and we had to scrap it. This would be a tough two-hour redo. <laughs> we- I,
1: I, I'd have to go charge the phone. I mean, yeah. I, I want to do one in person. That's a good way to get you both to Michigan. I'll just like bribe you with like Michigan tickets, and then you got. I mean, Jeff about- Jeff had Jeff already has a home here, so he can. He has no problem coming back to Michigan. That's true, I guarantee. I guarantee Brian's never been to Michigan.
0: That's a big
2: guarantee. I don't think
0: that's true.
1: I don't think I have.
0: Oh, it's not a guarantee, but yeah. That, okay, I, fair I'm enough. pretty
2: sure I haven't. At some point, I yeah, I I need to go. The best w- bet w- to get me is a time when my wife's just out of town and there's something, and boom, I just fly on over.
0: Detroit. Michigan. Detroit's actually yeah. underrated. It's a pretty amazing city now, with truthfully Michi- do. Michigan.
1: Do to Michigan, little, will, like, little, Michigan will. Michigan uh, will survive you. Google, Google, silver, silver, uh, sleeping bear sand dunes, sleeping bear sand dunes, and That's tell
2: well, me if you
1: th- and tell me if you think you're in Michigan or if you think you're on Necker Island. Yeah, it's it's
0: a pretty pretty it's got it's real, it's it's a real deal, but Detroit's really leveled up as well. It's a it's a, it's a pretty sweet city. So, uh, <laughs> while you get lost pretty in the sand dunes, Jason, we're gonna let you get back to grading and and, and organizing and running. A large business. So, congrats on the eyesight grading. Congrats. An empire, um, a card empire. And uh, we'll let you guys make your floor seat bets off podcast for the NBA and what's happening. But yeah, guys, thank you. Thank you, Jason. Always a treat, always a pleasure. We'll see you soon. And uh, I know, you know, we'll be playing some poker again in no time.
1: I, I love both of you. I appreciate it.
0: Much love, brother. Miss you, right, bro. So that was episode number five, Big Free in the Books. Jason Coons, Follow him on the OTA Sports Instagram, Twitter, all the social medias, ISA great if you need card graded. And uh, you can also watch him on my podcast, episode number 20, if you want to go back deep. And actually, well, there's more to do. We'll have him back on. That's it. I'm going to look. And you can
2: there. see him on my podcast
0: as well. No, wait. <laughs> you can't. Okay. Mine <laughs> you can. Episode 20. See you later, guys. Bye.